Welcome to the Board Game Battles Podcast, episode 13, the Dungeons & Dragons Special. I'm your host, Randall, and today we got a full compliment as we talk about our campaign in Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, with me, I have Jeff and Drew, and we also have a Nick, my wife, and Tara, Jeff's wife. My wife. Not your wife. You don't have <laughs> <laughs> Drew doesn't oh, have a wife. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> Drew's alone. So <laughs> why I play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> um, so we're going to be going over a little bit of uh, some of the topics that we, we discussed a little bit last episode uh, when we did a brief talk about Dungeons and Dragons. But uh, today we're going to go ahead and get into it in more depth. Um, we'll talk about it. I'm going to get everyone to talk about their characters, give a little bit of introduction for each of their characters, and then we'll um, go through the adventure, the first adventure that we went through. Um, so this is like as uh, I mentioned previously, this is a new experience for me um, as a dungeon master. I've played Dungeons and Dragons for oh so long, too long, <laughs> too, too too long. long. I, I was in, introduced to it when I was uh, in junior high in grade uh, seven by a friend who um, introduced me to the first original Red Box, and so that's how I got involved in in Dungeons and Dragons, and then. Started buying all the various books, and then just over the years playing through all the different versions, and now here we land at fifth edition, starting a whole new campaign. Um, you know, from the first level, um, we've all played Dungeons and Dragons to some degree, um, more than others, some more than others. But uh, so it's 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 interesting, and this is like I said, for for me, this is the very first. This is my first time running a game. Which has been an interesting experience and something, you know, really a real learning experience. Um, so as we go through, I'll get everyone to introduce themselves and just give a quick introduction of what their character, who their character is, the character's name, and and maybe even if they have a background, any little background they might come up with for their character. And I'll just you'll go around and I'll start with a Nick. Without any kind of preparation. Without or any warning. preparation at all. Where's my piece of paper? This says what my character looks like. I don't know. Where is your piece of paper that says what your character looks like? You have a, you have a, is that what you're looking for? Yes. Anyway, um, as you've already said, I'm Anik. Um, this is my second uh, D&D group, but it's a lot more fun than my first one. Oops, did people listen to this? Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not listening to this yet that I know of. Yet. Um, so my character is a human. Yeah. She's a ranger. Um, her name is Mara Brightwood, and uh, and she is is very interested in propagating her race and finding someone to make babies with. Um, okay, so I've never played a human character before. I mean, this is I've had a few characters, I guess, um, but apparently humans have different divisions. Um, divisions. Yeah. Cultures. Once okay. you're a human, you can be one of these like six different types, right? So the one I picked is called an Eluskin. Anyway, so yeah, so Eluskins apparently are um, are very tall and fair skinned, and actually no, that's a normal description. But I chose an Eluskin, and okay. I, think, I think that means they come from somewhere. You chose an Eluskin, Eluskin <laughs> human from somewhere. Okay. Definitely, definitely come from somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, Tara. 
Okay, so I'm Tara. I am playing Diza, who is a hill dwarf monk. Um, I don't know what kind of background you want for her. So it's not what I want. It's well, what you want. What I well, okay, <laughs> what I want. What? How much background detail do you want? I guess. Um, Diza, it was an urchin background, as far as the story is concerned. Um, so grew up on the streets in a town called um, Durlusk. Which, to my delight, nobody can actually find on the map, so I don't really know where I'm from. But anyways, <laughs> no, I, I thought we'd found that. I, it, we, it's in like the Bandit Coast, so it was. Oh yeah, we found the region, not the exact spot. Yeah, yet. and it's because the map we were looking at is the Northwest Faroon map, so it doesn't have the Bandit Coast on it. But you guys are ruining her wonderful joke, which <coughs> I appreciated very much. Thank you. Was there a wonderful joke? Yes. About how no one can find us. I didn't feel there was. No idea where she's from. Okay. She's a lost hill dwarf. Lost hill dwarf. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So yeah, I'm a little untrusting of people. I don't really trust anyone, even the people who are in our group right now. Um, So I think probably the funniest trait that I picked up when I just rolled for these in the book was that I sleep with my back to the wall or a tree and everything I own wrapped in my arms. So that kind of <laughs> describes the personality that I see my dwarf having. Okay. And yeah, we, we did roll a lot of these things off of the charts, but people were also free to, to adjust those as they felt. So people were rolling, but I think people were also make, trying to gear things towards how they felt they could play them, I think. Mine. You picked yours, so yeah. See, it's a little bit of everything. I I, I did a combination. Yeah, I, I rolled some stuff, and the ones I liked, I kept when they matched, and then the other ones I kind of looked through lists and went, yeah, I think this would fit what's developing in my brain as I was doing it. Right. So Jeff, tell us. What so I get, yeah, my character is a half elf sorcerer. He his background is he's a soldier, or was a soldier. So he's kind of been tainted by his dealings with people outside of the army and the way they deal with him so he doesn't have much respect for anybody unless they can prove that they can fight for themselves first which has caused some interesting moments for us so far and <laughs> i he's going down the path of the dragon sorcerer so he's got like you know the dragon scale skin going and i picked silver so he's all silvery with white hair. He's kind of a freak. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's very charismatic and often flubs all of his charismatic roles that we've had to do with him so far. So he's pulling his weight. <laughs> he's, you know, typical, you know. Yeah. And the smooth uh, talker who puts his foot in his mouth more, or often, more than often than not. <laughs> yeah. And, and but, but it's on a occasion, first time. picks a lock that someone else can't can, Yeah. <clears throat> does the stuff that our dexterous people, dexterous people can't do. But it's the first time I've played a like sorcerer. I, actually, I think it's the first time I've ever played a sorcerer. So I picked the class because I wanted to experiment with something new. And so far, it's been okay. Been enjoying it. That's always a good thing, is to pick something you haven't played before. I always try to do that so I can get used to new things. Do you really? Yes. Mr. Paladin. I haven't played a paladin yet. I have one ready to go. He's, he's running the game. That's yeah. what he's doing different this time. That's a whole separate thing you're talking about. That's nothing to do with and this. The, and the last group that you were with me, you were a bard. He was a oh, bard. bard. Yeah. yeah. And then he was like three or four different characters in the one before that because he kept he dying. Because he kept dying. Yeah, I died a lot in that one. I was a rogue. Died. Yeah. And 
I think it may have been a ranger. You were a ranger for yeah. a while in that one. I don't remember what else. Well, and you was, were a paladin for a while, too. That was poor. Yeah. I think he was a paladin. You just lied. But I think I he died lie. like five times ago. before he became the paladin. None of his yeah. characters were good at the jobs he picked. No. <laughs> his rogue died in a pit trap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Yeah, that's bad. Yes. <laughs> lots and lots of death. But that's not this campaign. No. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Drew, what do you got? Um... My character's name is, and uh, no, no point <laughs> weed. in writing it's in about weed, this because I, I just don't want to hear it. I stole the name from from right from Tolkien. Uh, I have a uh, wood elf cleric named Thing Olfin. Um, but then you should explain how you picked that name. I think there's a lot of pressure because people are trying to. Yeah. Because kept, getting we're getting tired of this calling, calling you uh, cleric, cleric, and cleric. elf, <laughs> and you. So we nicknamed him Weed for a while, and it weed. forced him to yeah. uh, pick a real name. Well, stole a real name. Well, it's stole a, it's a name. It's uh, not Dritz. That's one up on most people. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's true. So my my background is is acolyte, and uh, I went for essentially the the war the war priest. Yeah, uh, war priest. Yeah. And so far, been enjoying it. This is actually this is my first uh, fifth edition campaign, so it's going good so far. And you started way back when as well, right? Oh like, yeah, actually, yeah. I started off the red box as well, um, and then there there was a gap for me, and then I I picked it up again. Uh, I think uh, three, five, four, four, five, and now five. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I I there and then a big gap actually um, between university and, and moving here. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I know a Nick, a Nick, this is her fifth edition is the only edition that you've played so far. Um, and we're both in another campaign that a friend of ours runs. Um, that's in fifth. And then I played with Tara and Jeff. We played in fourth. Three five as well, right? Yeah. yeah we started in three five. Oh, yes, you the did The first do a one three was three five. Yeah, we first time I played five. was in three five. Yeah, and then we did fourth for quite a while. And then we did some fifth when fifth first came out. Yeah, and I started way back with the Red Box as well. Yeah. And I think I've played every edition that they've come out with to this point. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure I have too because I did like Red Box and the Blue Box, which was the expert D&D. Yeah, the expert. And then there was like Advanced D&D, then there was 2nd Edition, then 3rd Edition, then 3rd Edition. Should I bring up my D&D trivia game for you guys? No, it's no. really no. old. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to bring up my really old D&D trivia. It's second I edition. It's a second edition D&D trivia. Oh, I'm so yeah. sad. Oh, that's okay. You can be sad. It, I'll allow it. As long say. as you RP it. Yeah. I don't believe you're sad. You're smiling too yeah. much. I don't know what RP means. Role play. Role play. Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. No experience points for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now she looks sad. <laughs> except, there's, except she's smiling too much to be sad. <laughs> like she's like, oh, I'm sad, but I'm smiling. <laughs> violent, I guess. And violent. Well, I'm used to that. This happens. Bloody rangers. Sad. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And yeah, we should mention that a next ranger we're using, we're trying out the revised ranger rules from the unearthed arcana playtest material that they've, they've been putting out, which I believe will eventually be put into a book as. Probably the Unearthed Arcana. I think that's what they're going for eventually. 
Did I already rant about that in my uh, in our <laughs> teaser? Or? You might have ranted about it a uh, bit. I, I think you did a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll be quiet about it now. No. <laughs> that's okay. It's okay. We're trying it out. Um, yeah. She's the only one who's trying anything that's that's not from the original, like just from the standard player's handbook. I mean, that is, that is the point of it. Like that is the point. Yeah, it's to play test. Is, is to play test. This yeah, thing. yeah. So. But well, when we'll see as we go. Like we're only, you guys have only hit so third level so far. So what? actually fourth now. That's right. Yeah, you just went up to fourth. Rob, me of a level. You. <laughs> That's right. No, no. Oh, gotta go back. Sorry. Um, so you just hit fourth not too long ago, but we haven't. You know, I guess the time will tell just how um, how the class plays out compared to the rest. But um, but as we like I said, as we started, um, this, since this was my first time uh, running a game. I didn't want to jump into one of the fully pre-made campaigns right away because um, I I've heard some things about them how they can be really open-ended um, and so I didn't want to go you know too off the rails I, I wanted to get something that was a little bit more contained um, for the first adventure that I took everybody on so I saw that they were coming out with the new book called uh, Tales from the Yawning Portal. And it was just coming out just as we were getting ready to set this up, so it was perfect timing. And in there, there's a number of uh, dungeon delves. All all the different adventures within there are mainly dungeon delves that take you... That could, if you were, were to play them all out, take you from level 1 all the way up to level potentially 15. I'm not 100% sure. And the very first one in there is a, an adventure that came out... I think it was right around... Third edition, when for third edition or 3.5 first came out, I can't remember which one exactly, but it's called the Sunless Citadel, and it was um, from everything I had read online. People were saying how um, good an adventure it was for beginning groups and you know beginning DMs especially. So I thought, great, I'll grab this adventure and take everybody through it. Um, and yeah, I, I enjoyed. I thought it was a, a good adventure because um, it really did lay things out for me fairly nicely you start um the players and this is going to be spoiler territory if, if you've never been through this adventure before so if you're worried about that kind of thing then maybe you know, see you next time <laughs> but if not <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this adventure quite a bit um because we um after the after this adventure we did start going into um the next full campaign which i picked up was the um uh, um, Storm King's Thunder. So I picked up that particular uh, campaign uh, when we started going through there as well. But um, the Sun of the Citadel, starting at first level, was pretty good. As we got, so we got a group of four players. We got a cleric, even though it's a, a you know, specialized in war. So it's good to have you know a cleric because they're still good at healing. Yep. We got our um, a ranger, which is you know very uh, fighty. Um, so we have our ranger, which you know helps fill the martial element a bit. And we have the monk, which also con contributes to that. So we have two um, martial uh, characters. The monk will gain more abilities as she goes up a level. But um, so we have two good damage dealers. And if you're if you're you know playing in fourth edition, I think the monk would probably be considered a striker. Yeah, yeah, because there was like they had strikers. Thank you. Um, what were they? There were strikers. There was defenders. And healers, and wasn't healers there? or something like yeah, there's, that. There's only like the three. Yeah, there wasn't much. It, that was a kind of a weird thing in fourth edition where they had the different like Rolls. classifications. Yeah, 
But yeah, we have our two characters, which in fourth edition we considered strikers, and here I don't know what you would call them now. You know, just damage dealers. I don't know. I think overall we're actually quite offensive if you look at like yeah. And then we got the the yeah. the sorcerer is also very offensive as well. Yeah, and like yeah. the war cleric, when he wants to smack someone down, he has the abilities to do so. And then the ranger's good both far away and up close. And then the monk yeah. is more of an evasive, but when she started to get the you started to get abilities like stunning fist and knocking people over, it starts to be more of a crowd control, but still puts out damage. And your little missile thing that shoots it back at people. Yeah. She never got <laughs> it. Never gets if the ranged attack ever comes at me, I will be very excited to use that. Yes. When your monk is begging for the DM to start shooting arrows Shoot an at arrow at me. I want to try to catch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. It's hilarious. It's actually, and I, you know, I try to keep it randomized a bit. You know, I'm not going to guarantee that someone's going to fire an arrow at you just because you have a special ability. Well, and we've been in a lot of situations where realistically they wouldn't have targeted her first she wouldn't have been the prime because right. I, I mean this is a little ahead of our sunless citadel but just traveling to the start of the adventure that we're what's it what was it called the Stormhorn. oh storm, King. storm, Horn, uh, yeah. storm king's thunder storm king's thunder yeah. thank you uh we had a random encounter and it's just i decided because I tried to intimidate these bandits that we came across and failed utterly with my role. <laughs> yeah. That I was just going to throw everything I had at them in the first round. And I did a lot of damage to their leader. So, of course, they're going to focus on, specifically on, on, on me what yeah. they, when they saw what I could do. And yeah. It, it happened a couple times like that where if we came across something with a ranged ability, it's like I kind of made myself a target. Yep. So the monk had to show that it was a worthy target. He's <laughs> like, hit me, hit yeah. me. <laughs> the person's running through. Hey, you can shoot arrows at me, this stupid little hill dwarf. Shoot at me. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, so we have a, yeah, it is a, a fairly damage-dealing party. Uh, with, and with only four members, that's kind of what you want because, you know, if, if you have four members and you have only, like, say, one person who's really good at dealing damage, you're going to get... Taking yeah. down a lot. I think. Offense is better than defense. It can, right. we, we, typically, in we've yeah. ended combats all very quickly. I think our longest combat was just something where we we're making noise and th- stuff just kept coming <laughs> at stuff us. Stuff kept coming but, at you. Yeah. I mean, other than that, if it's a single encounter, I think there was a period where we walk in. It's like there's a couple goblins and a few axes fly out and they're dead, and it's like they didn't even get the chance to move. Yeah. True. So the way uh, I like them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's been. We haven't had to worry about armor, but when it comes down to that, I'll, there's we're well, not bad I mean, there either. I think we've had a couple engagements where we, we've got, we got bang, close. banged up pretty good. Yeah. That's usually when we've been I missing. I think that was mostly me, wasn't it? I believe well, the yeah, joke no, became know, every healing potion every we picked healing up potion was goes for, to Diza. for Diza. Yeah. I've, I've been, I, I know in at least one encounter I was down to one hit point. You guys well, have been. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't yeah. ever have to make any any death saves, but true. Deezus had to make the most death saves. Deezus yeah. made death, death and, saves, and she has drank yeah. all. Yeah, and then the potions. the black pudding <laughs> put put down our ranger pretty hard. Oh yeah, oh, yes. uh, that was yeah. that was close. Mm-hmm. But then I ran in and stood in its way, and it couldn't hit me after that. Yeah. So it was it was rolling like terribly against you. Well, and I, had, I was always giving it disadvantage because yeah. of my spell. Yeah. I mean, that being said, yeah, we've 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 definitely thrown out a lot of damage as well. Yeah, true. 
Um, but yeah, and going back, so how we started, like I said, we're, we're going through the Sun of Citadel. It, it takes you through a little town called Oakhurst. Um, and trying to find it on the map, like they give, sort of give you a bit of an uh, indication of where it, it should be in, in the various different campaign settings. And so in the Forgotten Realms, um, I eventually found it. It's up near... Um, Luskin, wasn't it? Uh, it's, no, because I was Waterdeep, and above Waterdeep is Neverwinter. Winter. So it's a bit north of Wed- Neverwinter, sort of in the hills, not too far from there. So that's where this is. this whole adventure is supposed to be kind of taking place and so we go to Oakhurst so that's the game the adventure starts in Oakhurst now the adventure is pretty good um, with giving you some um, you know giving you passages to read as you go through various rooms especially when in the dungeon part but in the town part it's a little bit more loosey so you know as people are you know the first thing to do is they're going to they're in Oakhurst and they're they're Essentially, arriving here because they've heard of the Sunless Citadel, and they they want to um, go explore it. And, you know, they're trying to you know gain some some riches, some fame. So they figure, okay, we'll go to the Sunless Citadel. That's how we sort of brought the group. We didn't really have a whole role playing session where we brought the group together. Everyone just sort of came together. We 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 did the whole thing where we created our characters together, and then started the adventure. So it, it was less. A role-playing session where everyone's trying to, well, who are you? Why are we adventuring together? It was more. Maybe they had they had already previously met, and then they're they're all coming to this this location because they want to go check out this this fabled sunless citadel. They get to the town. They talk to some people to get some you know some of the rumors. Ask they find out all kinds of questions. Ask all kinds of questions. Um, they find out about an adventuring party that had gone there previously and have, have been missing for a little while. And it happens to be that two of the party are related to the, uh, the merchant family within town. And so there's some, you know, there's some incent- other ad- additional incentives to go to there and, um, you know, try to rescue people if they can. Try to find this missing adventurer party and, you know, bring back either some people or you know, some personal items of those people, particularly for these this um, merchant family it's like signet rings they're looking for. If you can't bring back the people, please try to bring back their rings. And so that was sort of the hook to try to, you know, to help people go in there. But of course, it's it's a standard kind of thing where, yeah, we're, of course we're going to go there. That's the adventure. That's, <laughs> you don't have anything else prepared. You're playing the damn adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no thanks. No, well, we're going to go over here. Oh, that leads to the adventure. No, no. And if you keep asking questions, I'll render them answers for you because there's only so much text in the book. There's only so much in the book, and this being my first time out, you know, it's 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 I'm not I don't have the improvisation chops yet. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I, I I I think we put you through more talking. Yeah. Than was necessarily at least it was my feeling that we were discussing things more than outside of what the book told you. And oh, yeah. It, I mean, you, you did it fine as a yeah. beginning DM, even as an experienced DM. You didn't, like, just tell us, shut up, we're done with this part <laughs> now, you know? Like, you, yeah, true. You kept the conversation going as long as we wanted it to. Yeah. So. it. I guess overall, they give you enough information in the book that, yeah, it wasn't that difficult to keep it yeah. going. Yeah. Um, and that's always my fear is, like, you know, people will ask me something and then I'm not sure... You know, what am I going to say and that and just sort of freeze up but I, no I didn't feel like I had those moments um, too much anyways 
um, I kept it going, so that was good. But then we, you know, we started the adventure, and so you guys went down to the uh, to the the Sunless Citadel, and it's an interesting story because you get to this cavern; it's like this big chasm, and this and the citadel centuries ago collapsed in to the ground, and it's a big chasm where it is, and you can't even see it at the bottom of this chasm. But you have to go down these sort of this; you have to like climb down a bit and go down these stairs, and eventually you find the uh, the citadel. And it's it's you know it's fairly typical in design of a of a regular you know dungeon crawl. It's like you got a map. You could either do the mapping yourself. Um, we kind of picked up the the whole thing of from from our previous group where having two versions of the map and like a player's version and the DM's version, and then just sort of cutting it out as you go instead of having someone draw it out as they explore hallways and rooms. Uh, we'll cut it out, tape it all together so that it's sort of. The adventure grows for them, and, and they can see where they're going without having to take the time to map out every square. Or you know, and it, I think it makes it a little bit. Uh, maybe it's me. I find it maybe it makes it a bit more. It's more visual that people can see the map as it goes, and not as tedious. Maybe I don't know. Do people prefer that, or people prefer to draw out the maps as they go? Personally, I prefer drawing. Really, but I'm pretty quick at it. Just from experience. yeah, that helps, I guess. Yeah. So I, I find the cutting is a bit slower, you but think for, slower? I, yeah. I think for most people it would be faster to do the way mm. you're doing now. But yeah. I mean, if you were to give me a description, ten foot hallway, thirty feet long, I'm I've that's pretty. I've simple. been drawing maps and stuff like yeah. that since I was like in grade five. Sure. So, it, it, and that's and that those kind of maps are, are great if um if the if the module and the and the and the whole thing is designed in a very much you know. Yeah, square or rectangular mode. As soon as you start getting kind of roundish or or any kind of interesting design, it starts. You start to get a little. Yeah, it can and be a bit tougher. I think, like I think for myself, it's a bit slower with the cutting. Yeah, but um, I know I used to get frustrated in the first couple campaigns I played because everybody else could just visualize it, and I wasn't able to do mm, that. Yeah. And even when they're drawing it out, a lot of times they'll just cheat, and yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, I know, and they'll start skipping that draw-out piece, so it's nice to always have that yes. on the table for everybody to see. That's good. That is true. With the cutout, you can't cheat and say, well, I was here. Yeah. It, it's right. very much a, you see what's in front of you. It wasn't someone's drawing. It's a printed copy. Yeah. yeah. But as a person who's run a lot of games personally... I can see just by the way it's cut where there's going to be something. Like, yeah, it does make it tougher to hide things. Yep. It's yeah. like there's going to be a secret door over here or like it just Yeah. So it's there's it's, there's a gap in this in this piece of paper over here. There's something supposed to be over there. Yeah, it does make it tougher that way. A little tougher. But I mean even those become obvious as you're drawing as well. It just takes a little longer. Yeah. Because as you're drawing the map, you'll notice a section that's you're slowly working around, or that is all of a sudden blank, and yeah. something kind of avoided it. So it just it's a little quicker to notice those things. It's when it's the edge of the map, or when it's the edge of the paper. You know, you can't go any further north because that's the edge of the yeah. Page. Yeah, so yeah. You know, you're that's as far as it's there. going to go. Yeah. And when I was first preparing this adventure, um, before I got the book it was just coming out, so it hadn't fully come out yet. I downloaded the um, the original version, which is from version three or three point five. I don't remember exactly, and I was using its original maps to prepare a bit, and th they didn't have both um, 
a player and a GM map. They just had one map. And when you're looking at the at the map, of course, there's like room numbers everywhere. If there's a secret door, there's an it's S. Written right there, you know, yeah. it's right there. And it's like, oh, it's going to be a pain that you know it, it wouldn't work as well to cut out and tape together like we were doing because of all these things that are all over the place. And traps. I mean, traps are there's a trap right here. Tick tick. And then <laughs> how do you hide that? Um, but then when they came out, and even when they came out with this version, um, it's the same thing. They only give you the one map. They don't give you a player's map. But then I found. And I don't have the uh, the site on the top of my head. I'll, I'll try to link to it in the notes. Um, there's a, a gentleman who does fantasy maps, and I think he he does these maps potentially for um, TSR, whoever's making these modules. And he has quite a few maps for various adventures. And he had a, a kit that's specifically for the Yawning Portal, and it has all the maps for all the different adventures in the Yawning Portal, including player versions. Just wipe clean the DM notes and the traps yeah, and the secret doors. Yeah, secret doors. And so you, you can see where there's the two rooms, and then you know there's going to be a secret door going between them. But um, you know, if you cut around it, you may not know that where exactly there might be a secret door. So it was, it was easier to do the cut and paste with that for you guys than it was if I had tried to use the original map, which I would have all these, like, you know, there's a trap, there's a secret door, all that, all over the place. Um, and I, I like the way that you had your Pathfinder map, right? That big yeah, so we, I, grab, I grabbed one of those. Um, uh, Pathfinder puts out these nice map kits, and there's quite a few that are specific to certain modules of theirs and have buildings and all that. But then they have just some blank, uh, generic ones. Um, and I, I got like a multi-map kit, which has um, four different sides. So it was like a grass side, a dungeon side. Um, I think one's a water side, and then one might be... It was like paved or something. Paved, or, or like a town kind of yeah. side. So they, they work really well, because even you know in our in one adventure, one that I'm a player in, we don't use miniatures at all. So it's all, okay, you're fighting this guy, I attack the guy with the least hit points. You're trying to kind of visualize it in your head, but it, it's really hard. You can't, and you can't see what's happening, or and you sort of... Throw away all that whole positioning thing. There is no, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like threading, um, threatening a space. Um, there's no attacks of opportunity, oh. that kind of thing. Because you're sort of loosey goosey playing who's attacking what and who's next to what. So I, I do like having in the map that we can draw the, the the battle area out, have some miniatures to represent everything, and. It, I don't know, it doesn't necessarily make the fights go faster, but it does help visualize the fights better. So I, I do like doing that. I think so, especially when we have our weird little mashup of really old miniatures that don't work. Really old miniatures. <laughs> or tokens. I've been making tokens as well. Um, yes. There was a, a YouTube tutorial I had found that some guy said, okay, what I like to do is take pictures of, of the creatures and make little one-inch tokens. And so he'll just, you know, just there's like using something really simple. It's like a Google Draw thing that's available online through, through the various Google apps. And you can make, you know, just round tokens. It's sort of like a really, really dumbed-down version of Photoshop. So you just make round tokens for all your different creatures, um, print them out on something a little bit heavier than paper, and cut them out, and they work fairly well. And if you want to add some weight to them, I did this on some of mine where you glue them to, like, a, a washer or something of appropriate size. Gives them a bit more weight, lets them, you know, move them around on, on, the, on the map a little easier. And it just it, uh, it helps you visualize it a bit better. But when possible, we use miniatures as well, just to make things a little 3D. 
The diseased rats are really scary, even flat. <laughs> the diseased rats are scary. Yep, they are. Yeah, the mat. The, the only criticism I have the mat, and I like it yep. overall more than I dislike it. Yeah, but it it makes combat closer in. So for the range right. people, yep. it can have an impact on how you play range characters. It can they, right. they cannot be as useful as they would be in a more visual, like just a representation yeah. of an area. But because yeah, when you can see them, then that makes then it's more also, sense in a way. Like yeah. if yeah. you've said that somebody's twenty feet, you know, one thing that used to bug me in previous campaigns is they tell something was thirty feet away, and then. Just All the way movement works, they're spinning. like four feet away or five, like five feet yeah, away. And it's yeah. like, how did, how did it warp there all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. So I think yep. doing it this way, you don't have that happen Definitely. near as much. And most of the time when you're doing dungeon crawls, it doesn't, you're in a room anyways where yeah. you're in that tight yeah. space. So it lessens that impact. But it makes like outdoor encounters difficult because you're typically putting each yeah. other within melee range to start the combat. And that's not, that's not going to impact us because most of you guys are melee and yep. i'm more than willing to charge in anyways so it i don't think it impacts us negatively at all yeah it's just something to consider with it the, could impact who we're fighting like if we have ranged if people attacking ranged, us it could yeah. make a difference that way too right it put us at an advantage right and we'll have to play around with it a bit like we do have the ability to the map is a fairly good size map so we can make the battles as big as we really need to if we have to you know well we want to make some space between the them. upside out like it very much outweighs the downside mm-hmm. of it. Very much yeah. so. Because the visualization, I know a lot of people have a hard time keeping track in their head where something is. Right. And they'll, they'll be like, well, I want to attack the ogre. It's like, well, the ogre was 80 feet away and you only move 30 feet. And it can be hard to explain why you can't use the weapon that you want to use against yeah. it. Because yeah. it wasn't where you thought it was. It's just, there's a target, I want to go hit it. Yep. Especially when you get into large battles with yes. a lot of different lot creatures of different trying to keep around. track of where all of them are is really challenging. Yeah, which ones are taking damage. Yeah. yeah. Which one was the last one to be hit that's almost dead compared to yeah. one yeah. that might be fresh and stuff like that. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more upside than downside. Yeah, in 5th edition, where like 4th edition, you had to have a map. There was no... It was, it was very tactical. It, it felt like that because it was more like a Rip off of a computer game than it was a role-playing game, in my opinion. Like, there was less... Even though they included the role-playing elements where you got experience for it, Mm -hmm. their challenge system, the game itself just felt less like Dungeons & Dragons and more like hitting a power button to do a something. And I think they were trying to or something. They were trying to emulate MMOs, I think. Yeah. That was the whole thing with the 4th edition. Didn't sit well with me. Yeah. Um, but 5th edition, it does still take advantage of having the whole miniatures on a map. Um, but, but yeah, you don't have to use it. You can totally visualize everything. You, But I, I, I still like having the visual element myself. Definitely. It makes it a little bit easier to keep track of who's doing what and where. So, especially if people are spread out, then it makes it easier saying, okay, well, these guys, we're going to focus on that particular person and as opposed to... Uh, okay, this but this you just this one's attacking you for some reason, and this you know it just it, you can yeah you, it on get, map, you can yeah. pick a target because it's closer or because it just did something important exactly. instead of just yeah. okay I'm gonna number one goblin goes to the first person in the group and then I'll just kind of <laughs> yeah. go around in a circle right exactly yeah um, but as I was saying what I was saying about this adventure um, when you get to the uh, exploring the dungeon. Yeah, there, there, it was 
the module is really good with you know little explanations about the rooms or whatever. They have some pretty good pre-prepared text, which was kind of nice. Um, but they also built in role-playing elements, which was kind of cool. Um, as you're going through, depending on how you go, um, people who are familiar with adventure, this adventure will know um, the first thing people run into um, is there's, there's two factions that, that sort of rule this, um, this castle, um, Citadel. There's the goblins, which are, sort of have a backstory that they're you know, trading with the, um, the townsfolk for these special apples that are coming from a tree somewhere in this, in this citadel. But then there's also this group of kobolds that have taken residence in this citadel as well. And the first role-playing elements sort of take place as soon as you run into the kobolds. Because the very first kobolds you run Meepo. into... Meepo! Yeah, Meepo. First, first thing you run into is Meepo, the first kobold you run into. The whimpering um, Meepo. The whimpering Meepo. He's like whimpering in his... In his um, uh, bedroll? Um, sleeping bedroll. That's what I'm trying to look for. Bedroll. So, and that can go different ways. Like, uh, you guys were good in that. You investigated the, the whimpering. He popped up, started talking to you, and then you started talking to him. And so there was some good um, role-playing there where um, you didn't just out-and-out attack him and, and destroy him, well, which yeah, would cause you to start attacking all the kobolds. We, we had a good discussion before we got there how we were going to approach everything, too, though. We went in with the expectation that the creatures in this citadel are trading with the townsfolk. So we all yeah. kind of agreed, hey, let's give them a chance. We'll, we'll talk and see what they can tell us rather than just go in, swords out, cut them all down kind of thing. Right. So our first encounter, we thought, oh, Let's it's a kobold, not a goblin, but we'll yeah. see what we can get from them instead of just stab them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, it, well, and I think ultimately we, we tried we, we tried talking to everything. To everything before we before we pulled weapons, and we were actually really even, successful with that. Yeah, even in a couple of places where it was pretty clear we should we should have just <laughs> <put them down. laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, but this adventure is good for that. Um, it, it for me especially as the as the person running it, it's fairly clear on okay, if if your guys are good about this and they um, they talk talk to this this. Cobalt, then he'll lead you or, or suggest you talk to his leader, and then he brings you to the leader, and then you talk to her, um, Yazdrael. Yazdrael, yeah. if I'm pronouncing that, I have no clue. Um, so the leader of the uh, the Cobalts, and then if you parley with her, then you know there's potential that you can um, make friends with the Cobalts so that you can do a quest for them, sort of, because they have this dragon that they've lost, that the goblins have stolen from them. And they want it back. And so, you know, that, that sort of adds some role-playing elements there. Okay, great, I'm going to, we'll, we'll do you this favor, we'll get you your dragon, and then, you know, potential, to, to potentially get some treasure from the kobolds, because they have some stuff that could be of use to you. Because there's areas that you can't get into um, without either um, a higher-level spell, like knock, or a specific key, or having really good lockpicking skills. And unfortunately, some people didn't buy lockpicks. <laughs> Despite how some many how many times did the word clear cast? How many, <laughs> how many times do I have to say, could not afford? Could not afford lockpicks. <laughs> so they went dungeon delving without lockpicks. There. <laughs> Which, there's quite a few doors that they you could not get through at first. Yeah. 
Well, in one chest well, or something that the when we finally got lock picks, you failed on <laughs> picking the lock. <laughs> so I was like, here, give me those. This is how you do it. And pop the lock without any skill in the kit. <laughs> it's true. It is true. But that's just, that's how it goes. You know, you're, you're the most um, charismatic well, uh, yeah. of us. And then and I fail all my speeches. Half the time you, sp- you fail half your rolls. Yeah. But um, so yeah, you um, you parlay with the the kobolds. You get this little adventure to hopefully rescue their dragon for them, and they'll they'll show they'll show you a back way through to get to the goblin territory. So Meepo goes with you, and then you eventually send him back. You don't want him tagging around with you. But you guys go advent, um, exploring the kobold kobold um, goblin territory, not kobold goblin territory, and then eventually you know um, you find uh, an acolyte. Um, uh, a gnome that's sort of been captured by them and who's been keeping himself alive and and he um, he gives you some some of the rumors that he's heard about the um, the tree that's the, there's apparently a grove at the bottom of this citadel um, where the apples are coming from he gives you and he tells you a little bit about the adventures that had come through that he had seen so he gives you some information about that you forgot um, the most important part. Oh, I he used most all part. of his healing spells on Diza. He did. Yeah, he <laughs> he, he, he tagged along Who with didn't? you as an extra. <laughs> he tagged along with uh, with you as an extra healer until we were finished with him healing up the hill dwarf, and then we sent him away. <laughs> Eventually, pretty much, yeah. pretty much, because you didn't like him stealing all your experience. Uh, he's a gnome. <laughs> he's a gnome. Yeah. yeah, we had to put up with this kind of racism throughout the whole game. Yeah, <laughs> all right. He doesn't like the stunties. <laughs> No, just halflings and gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's not truly racism if it's just halflings and gnomes. That's right. Well, well, it's, in reality, my character hates everybody. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. doesn't hate, just doesn't respect anybody. And mm. what our first encounter, my personal outside of role playing, I have a personal hatred against gnomes and halflings. And my character hates. <laughs> it's irrational. There's not much basis to it. I just dislike them. But. For this case, my sorcerer sees someone who's been captured and in a cage. His reaction is this person isn't worth their time. Like, it's just, yeah. I well, don't and, and I'll be honest, care. As far as the, the role-playing went, I I felt that, that kind of tension between your character and mine a few times. Because <laughs> Where I was like, we don't have time for this type of loser. Let's leave. Well, and, but, and, but part of my background is that, you know, essentially everything that I do is for is for the common people. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> so, you know, whereas I, I look at these, you know, these poor creatures and, you know, you, you want to help them and you just have no freaking time nope. for them. Nope. I'm rolling my eyes <laughs> no. and you're like, what uh, can we do for you? Uh, yeah, like, uh, maybe we should just kill this dude. <laughs> uh, maybe we should just steal this stuff. <laughs> like, whoa. Appropriate. Yeah, let's, temporarily. Let's slow the roll. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, so we, we meet Erky Timbers. He joins you for a while. Um, at least for the for the time that you're up in this first level of the of the Citadel. You go on a bit farther, and then you find the the area that the dragon's being held in. He has a name, by the way. The dragon? Yeah. What's the dragon's name? It's Ted. Calstrix. Calstrix, that's right. Ted? Did you say Ted? <laughs> sure, Ted. why not? <laughs> it could be Ted. Yeah, why can't a dragon Ted be called dragon. Ted? I don't know. You got something against wow. Ted's? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to any Ted's listening. <laughs> no, he's not. Well, I know I am. But yeah, we find, you find Calstrix. Now, 
the the book is very much um, laid out that you're supposed to subdue Calcerix or whatever. But you know, um, Jeff tries to parlay, you know, tries to talk to him, tries to calm him down. I don't, Erdan. I never did get my character. No, I don't know if you did. Did you? Erdan. It's Erdan, yeah. Yeah, Erdan is very much wanting to see if he can calm the, the dragon down and and talk to it. Just happens to know Draconian. And he does know well, that the only language that the dragon understands is draconic, yeah. And uh, I'm a dragon sorcerer, so yeah. I figured yeah, part of the whole aspect of dragon sorcerer is you get double proficiency when you're trying to deal with dragons for mm-hmm. talking and stuff. So I'm like, well, why don't we give this a shot anyways? Like, Yeah. And it, it I, I figured, why not? You know, I, I, like, it's a baby dragon, so I figured it can't talk. But it could probably understand enough that... If he's being reasonable with it and, and calm with it, there's a chance it'll calm down. So I, I let it go. I roll it. It, wor- it works out. The dragon calms down enough. Kind of. Kind of. It, it calms well, down well, enough. Well, this, this, then this seemed to be like a, show up. A, another one of those situations where the person who should be able to lockpick can't, but the wizard does. <laughs> yeah. And I can't, you know, uh, the strongest one of the group, uh, the most likely to be able to, like, bash down a door fails and and someone else does it so in this case though like yeah i I think we made some headway with the with him speaking draconic but our ranger pops out who's been who's been to this point scavenging like (laughs) (laughs) yes that's true and 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 jumps forward and says hey let's try feeding it And and you do, and it eats the the rat meat, which and is, it seals oh, the deal. It seals the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, because you know you've been making a lot of noise in dealing with this dragon, and there's some there's goblins fairly close by, so they they start popping out. And now this dragon's been held captive by the goblins first by the kobolds, now by the goblins, and so it's not too keen on them. And so I, I figure, okay, it sees goblins, it's free, it's going for them. And so it attacks the goblins, and then all of a sudden, oh great, we're in a fight. It's only a few goblins at first, but then as you're dealing with those goblins, right next door is the goblins' little main community room, room, which has guards and and some commoners that'll fight. They hear that noise, they check things out, the the dragon sees more goblins, heads right on through into the big area, and so it's fighting those goblins, and you guys are like, ah! Trying yeah. to keep up with the dragon and trying to take care of all these goblins. Things are going crazy. It actually was. Yeah. It was pretty fun. It was, yeah, it was pretty chaotic. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and it, while he's doing he's doing some damage, he's also getting hit. And we're yeah. trying. And we're trying to keep trying the to damn thing him. alive. Yeah. <laughs> and Diza. And Diza. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to keep Diza alive. That's the important thing. It's true. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Found a healing potion. Oh, Diza needs it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we found another one. Just pour it down its rose. <laughs> I've only got so many slots left. We but had yeah. to rest right after that big fight. You did, but and, and a lot of the, um, like the the women and children took off. Thankfully. I mean, well, yeah, they're not going to stick around for something. There's a big, crazy uh, fight going on. But um, so a lot of the women and children take off. They leave. Um, you guys take care of any guards and. And the commoners that are willing to fight, kind of thing, and then you sort of hold yourselves up in a room. Get um, short rest. They do a bit of a rest. Meanwhile, the the hobgoblin who is sort of running everything is checking things out afterwards. That doesn't find you guys, but so you guys get your short rest in. But it's you know checking out the carnage, and it does talk about how if there's like a fight in this big room, they don't come in right away. Like they wait to to things calm down a bit before they investigate things. So it sort of it really worked out. Um, 
and then you guys were able to have a short rest. Then you get into a big fight with them and take them out. So you essentially cleared out the goblins of this upper mm-hmm. layer, which was an interesting way to go. Like it didn't necessarily have to play out. It could, it could have played out a lot of different ways in this. So it was interesting. That's how it played out. When in doubt, genocide. Yeah. <laughs> And to so, be fair, they shot us first. We tried talking, oh, yeah. and yeah. they shot at us. You don't have to convince me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the I, dragon, I mean, yeah. she just kind of... The dragon clearly did not like them. Yeah, yeah. She, she chose that fight for us. Yeah. And then when we came across that hobgoblin, we kind of... If, if the dragon was... If we wouldn't have been friends with the dragon at that point, it probably would have been a pretty brutal fight. Yeah, I think she, it would have gone She helped a lot. She helped a lot yeah. with her breath weapon. Yeah, so you guys took care of, and by that point, like all all that was left was the hobgoblin, his his, um, uh, whatever you call the the spellcaster that they have for goblins, and there was a few little things, but it wasn't a huge fight. It was it could you know without the go- without the the dragon, it would have been a lot harder, but it was definitely um, you know it was, it was a fight that you guys could, t- could handle with her, and by that point, you're probably level two for sure. Yeah, I think, I think so. you leveled up before that, before so that. You're, you're easily level two, maybe even close to level three. No, because level three didn't happen until later. So you guys are definitely level two. You, you guys take care of those that leader, and then decide. Okay, well, this obviously continues down below because you find this big pit that leads below. You figure, okay, let's take this this dragon back because you want you know talk to the yeah, uh, kobold reward time. Yeah, go talk to the kobolds, take the dragon back, and. And um, you know, get get this, the knock spell. There's a, there's like a potential knock spell, I think, or or the key or something. Yeah, there's a key to a door, and we decided yeah. we take the knock spell and a second magic item. The feather. The feather. Yeah, there was a feather, which you didn't know what it did. Crap. <laughs> we token. thought it was featherfall. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't sure. It's a feather. It might be featherfall. But the, this leads up to probably the more amusing part of our <laughs> adventure, in that we're like, okay. The dragon gets back. We're not sure how it's going to react to the kobolds because the kobolds were keeping it in a cage. The mm-hmm. goblins had a chain, and he went and massacred all of them. Yeah. So we get back, and it just killed Meepo. <laughs> well, yeah, because you didn't take Meepo with you, so he hasn't been interacting with the dragon. The dragon's free, like it's it's traveling with you, but it's not you know it's not fully an ally, but it's not a prisoner or yeah. anything. So it's on its own. So you get back to Meepo's area because it's the first area you, you encounter when you come back in that direction. And there's Meepo. And he goes, dragon! And the dragon sees Meepo and attacks. And he yells him well. Like, it, it, like within one hit, Meepo's gone. And it's like, whoa, um, now what? So the dragon's I, killed Meepo. So I, I'm being kind of in tune with the dragon. Kind of like, well, you know, I'm going to give you a choice. You could go and kill the rest of the kobolds if you want and i point to the door i'm like we'll let you in <laughs> or this way's out and the dragon decided it was gonna disappear yeah it took off so we're, we're, we're left with a dilemma does this does this count as returning the dragon <laughs> so we're like hey why don't we just we left the dragon with meepo and we'll go tell the kobold leader Meepo's got your dragon. And we, we go and we're like, yeah, your dragon's with Meepo. And she goes to confirm and comes back and it's like, Meepo's been killed, obviously, by a dragon. So yep. Meepo gets blamed. For well, thank, thank goodness it was it was obvious to them because I, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, here's this dead kobold and, and we're, we're going to try running the story past them that a dragon did it. <laughs> Uh, I know there's no dragon there now, but no, trust us. Yep. It was a dragon. 
and hope but, they but, don't. We, we turn on us. We picked up earlier that they didn't really have much respect for Meepo to begin with, right? It's so, true. They weren't. Um, true. They weren't too worried about Meepo, and and yeah, um, it was. Uh, I, it, it play, I think it just it played out well that he was torn apart, and you know, it's not like <laughs> you guys would be tearing him apart. You know, you're using <laughs> weapons, so he was obviously attacked by something that tore him apart. So it just sort of it fit in. Like, it, it, we had, it, we had just committed genocide, and you think we couldn't. Maybe they didn't the really think it was a dragon, that. but they were so scared of us that they chose to yeah, believe our story. If, if they, they do that to poor Meepo, <laughs> just nod and smile. <laughs> they just ripped them apart. <laughs> if they did that to him, animals. think about what they'll do to us. Yeah, that's right. Those animals. Um, no, I, I played it out. Like, yeah, it, it definitely looked like he was killed by an animal or or a dragon. So I, I, I played it out that way. And, Thank goodness. And so. They they were trusting that you upheld your part of the bargain, um, and then that, so they, they they rewarded you for that part. Um, so you got your your feather, you got your Nox scroll, Nox Nox yeah, your Nox scroll. We figured if we couldn't find a way to break into the room with the key, we'd use the Nox scroll on the door instead. Yeah, yeah, and then you didn't go, but you didn't go um, check out those areas right away. Anyways, you decided to to go back. Like that, we took a break there. And then our next session, we, we picked up from there, and you decided, well, let's just, we were looking for these people, and you had found at one point... We found a signet ring on, and found, their armor, I think. You found a signet ring that was on the hobgoblin, you found some ranger armor that was... Oh, yeah, that in, was a, in a rat, rat, in a rat yes. nest. And I guess someone decided yeah. to Someone, we're someone sure fell why. in love with a ranger she had never met. I didn't until it was cleaned magically later. First signs <laughs> that our ranger might not be all there in the head. There, there might be something wrong with her. We're not sure. But um, <laughs> he decided to go. He didn't know how much of a time limit there was on, on trying to save people. So he decided, okay, let's go further in and, and, and try to figure out what's going on. Well, and we were really questioning do we want to go back to town and have a long rest because right. we were really yeah, like we were up. wasting a full day almost at this point because it really had been only a few hours since our last long rest and yeah. we had mm-hmm. gone through a lot of resources yeah with the goblin clearing mm-hmm. but we decided to press on anyway yeah 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 short rests are interesting in this edition like they have the short rest and the long rest and you know depending on your class a short rest well, we'll always get you know, as long as you have a hit dice available, and as you go up in levels, you'll get more hit dice. You'll have some ways of getting some hit points back, and some um, classes will also give you certain things back on a short rest. Usually, um, but there's quite a few classes that don't get anything, like the cleric. Yeah, I don't. I yeah, I get my hit dice, and that's it. Yeah, they don't even get um, turn attempts or anything like that, or what do you call that? Channel divinity. Do they get anything like that for a short nope. rest? No. So yeah, clerics sort of get screwed a little bit on the short rest. No sorcerers. Sorcerers too, yeah. Whereas I know wizards, I play a wizard in another campaign, and, and if you're a wizard, you get some spell slots back, which is nice. Um, yeah. Ranger does too. Yeah, Ranger gets My some stuff back. Monk key. does, yeah. So, so is it is it the, the normal Ranger or the revised Ranger, or, or both? I think both. I think yeah. both. Actually, okay. I think that's, it's both. Yeah, they get good. something back. Yeah. Just some classes, it's like, you don't need stuff back for short rest for some reason. Which is weird. It's weird. Yeah. It's, a, it's kind of an odd design decision, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's definitely other advantages to the cleric. So I, I'm, you know, I, it all you, depends you on how fast you're you're, yeah. you're burning through your slots, right? Like, with, especially with a ring, with a cleric, how much healing you have to do, and Diza 
accepted. <laughs> everyone everyone wasn't doing too bad. We, they can get by with short rests and get some hit points back. And yeah. we did get enough healing potions. Now, in, in Deeza's defense, for some reason, five <laughs> things would attack Deeza and one thing would attack the other three of them. So That's it's true. not like Deeza well, was completely incompetent. <laughs> she was just picked on a lot. Well, I, being a monk, you have no choice but to be engaged very in melee. True. Yeah, very true. Whereas, You're very melee. You know, like, yes, I have a warhammer, but I also had a crossbow, and yeah. and our ranger has a bow, and our our sorcerer, you know, ranged. Our sorcerer has yeah. ranged. Yeah. You you have no choice but to make yourself a target well, by engaging darts. in melee. I have my I, I did have wow. my darts. I did use my darts. Yeah, we but... did. Well, and then once we had some money, you picked up hand axes, which yeah. are yeah. a which viable ranged yeah. weapon instead mm-hmm. of darts. So yeah, and initially yep. you are you are a great big target. That's true. You do get into melee a lot quicker than the others. Yeah. Though our, our ranger was getting, because she's taking uh, two weapon fighting, she gets into melee quite often too. Yeah. So how's that for a defense of Well, that, that's, that's pretty but on the good other defense hand, Diza. I was also going to say. all of our healing potions. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I think my hit points were a little lower than some of the others too, to start. Yeah, I can't no. remember what you started with. No? I thought they were lower than. Well, you were, they were higher than me. Well, they may have been higher than you. <laughs> well, I'll give okay. you that, sorcerers. The sorcerers yes. But uh, in the beginning, I was running in, like. Yep. I was using uh, Chill Touch, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, which gave them disadvantage to hit me. And I, I, I'd actually gone down once and had to make uh, saving throws yeah. for death. It wasn't uncommon for other people, to, yeah. to get hit and hurt. It just seemed that these are these just took the brunt. I just it. took some bad hits. He did, yeah, he did. Um, but then, yeah, so um, we with with some short rests and everything, you went down. We went down. You went down. Um, you climb down to the next level, and it's through these vines or whatever, and you end up in this area that that's being farmed by skeletons. And so you start running into more skeletons as we get to that level. Um, some bugbears. That's when we realized I was doing my whole ranger stuff wrong. A little bit wrong. I think we were. Well, we were saying we were using because you're using the revised ranger. It had this whole thing called the natural explorer, and it's not clearly defined on what they mean by natural explorer so we i was i was taking it that just because they naturally like to explore that they have these abilities that they get to use which is like the advantage on um initiative uh, advantage against um on attacks against a creature that hasn't gone yet and, and that sort of thing but then we were saying afterwards well maybe it, it's just natural as in it has to be a natural environment and because this area wasn't fully natural um maybe it didn't count in here so i think we paired we we, we paired you down a little bit on that no which is good because yeah. it did felt like or i did feel like i had too much power sometimes doing these things all the time and it was kind of nice to realize i have to think about where i am and whether or not it whether or not you qualify to to do your your special abilities where you are yeah true um but i think that wasn't even until a little bit later yeah, no, that was... I think that was right near the end. That was right near the, the end. end. That yeah. was until we got to the grove. I, I think it was the room where she walked in and killed, like, four creatures and... <laughs> the first the turn, first nobody turn, else even got to do no anything. no one else had moved. Maybe. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. was kind of a realization that, oh, well, no one at this level should be able to just clear a room like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. True. True. So we figured, okay, maybe this is... We have to be more careful about where you are and in relation to how we use the, the natural explorer stuff. Um, and as we get up in fighting higher level creatures, it won't be 
as overpowered, but at first level, when or the first or second level, where we're fighting creatures that only have seven hit points. Well, and you're, yeah, you were going through the pretty and we quick. were doing a few more things wrong than just that. Um, One of the problems with playing so many additions is you get stuff yeah mixed true. up, or you bring things forward that shouldn't like two weapon fighting. Yes. Originally, we were doing two weapon fighting where both weapons got to attack every attack, and in the first round, she got multiple attacks. Right, right. And it's actually use a bonus action to do your, your two weapon attack. fighting. Yeah, yeah. So. She got one less attack that we were giving her. Right yeah, I think that's it's right. Stuff yeah. like that. So there was a few things. It wasn't just Ranger uh, specific, but it was. Yeah, the, yeah. It, was some, it was a few things. That it was just like we just carried forward and assumed it was the same. And then. Yeah. Because I, I believe we were looking through for the monk because we're like, well, you could two weapon fight and then do like flurry of blows. But right. she's using her bonus action to do flurry of blows, so she couldn't. And that's when we realized that, oh, we're doing two weapon fighting wrong. Wrong, because you're supposed to be using your bonus action for the second attack. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, there was a few things we discovered we were doing a little, we are doing incorrectly. So, it was a, a combination of realizing this and, and making some adjustments that, that sort of led to that. But, yeah, like, so we, essentially we explored the whole, like, the lower level... There's less role playing involved. Not until you get to the very end. That, that's where the role playing yeah. is. So it's the lower level. It's just all about exploring um, and pretty much killing stuff, essentially. Which um, went fairly well. I know we had mm-hmm. quite a bit of debate over whether or not we were allowed to kill sleeping goblins. Oh yes, no, there was a little there debate. Was a part. <laughs> it's evil to kill the sleeping goblins. So I very stealthily walked into the room, yelling, "I'm sneaking up on goblins!" And they all Waking woke up. up. Yeah. And then our ranger, who was objecting to killing sleeping creatures, walked in and killed them all before they had a chance to really yeah. do anything. Anyway, it's like they're wiping sleep out of their eyes, and it's like, okay, they're awake. I What's can go happening? Down. Oh, they're awake! <laughs> Let's kill them all. Yeah. I call that peer pressure. <laughs> no, the the new rule is, is if they're sleeping, they may be good. If they're awake, they're evil. We can just go to town. That's right. <laughs> so we have to watch for those opportunities to, to wake things up. That's right. Um, so yeah, it, it's mostly exploring, um, and and you're sort of discovering things too about the whole operation as you're exploring that downstairs because you realize that there's this druid. Well, you know about this druid already a little bit because you, you'd heard about him before. His name's Balak, and um, you realize he's doing experiments down in, in this on the second in this lower level, and he's experimenting on rats. He's doing all these weird things. He has skeletons working for him that are. Harvesting funguses—it's it's, it's a really kind of bizarre little world that he has down there. Um, you even run into—well, it's nothing to do with him—but you even run into a shade at one point. You find this. There was this um, circle that had some writing on it in Draconic. Oh, yeah. yeah. You read it out loud. It, it gave me some bonus to my charisma check. Charisma check for twenty-four hours, and, uh, and then I don't think you ever got to use that. No, I don't you? think you ever really got a chance to use it. No, I, I talked to the druid for a little bit, but. Yeah, he it never really came up. Yeah, he didn't yeah. really listen. He's yeah. kind of kind of a dick. Kinda yeah, crazy. <laughs> I tried to talk to the frog, but I wasn't even given the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get a chance to talk to the frog. No, um, there's a giant frog. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so but essentially, the the end of the exploring this whole lower level ends up in this big grove, and that's where this tree is. You find the druid Balak. Um, you find he's with a couple of the adventurers, but they've been churned in some way. 
so they're they're with him now, um, and you're not quite sure, you know, why they don't seem too receptive to being convinced to not follow him. But then credit to our party, we we still tried. You did. We, we didn't attack them, even though they were nope. attacking us. We stuck to the we're going to try and save these people. Yeah, and you did. Um, yeah, you did some dual stuff to the uh, to the adventurers, and the adventurers is like. Um, it was the sister of the brother sister team and a paladin and the paladin that was not you know part of the family it was just separate it was part of the adventure just by happenstance the druid ran and hid behind this magical tree yeah so i'm like <laughs> can i burn the tree down and, and yep. we we burned the tree down in one go and it kind of helped us along with the, the yeah. creatures losing his control over them yeah as soon as the tree was gone he loses control over the creatures and they don't like him so they attack him, but they're not still friendly to you either, so you have to subdue them. But you did. You stopped them. You stopped the, the druid. You um, killed the tree. Um, you even bring the, the two that... Um, what happens is they had become supplicants to the tree. And um, essentially they say there's no real way to save them. If There's potentially a way you could try to find a way to save them, but within 24 hours of killing the tree, they die. So, you know, but you got them, you get them back to town. I gave it a really high percentage chance that anybody could even help them, and it just didn't happen. And we tried. We gave her, like, a little medicine thing. Yeah. We gave her some yeah. antitoxin. Some antitoxin. It didn't yeah, work. But it, didn't, it, didn't it did not work. So, unfortunately, they, they did pass away, but the, the, the merchant bounty was, was grateful that you had at least brought them back, and you brought back the signet rings, and they could have a proper burial, and... And that's how the that adventure goes. And you even made you, you did go back and talk to the kobolds again, and they were grateful that you cleared out all the yeah. goblins. We let so them know that they could take over the rest of the city. Yeah, so they gave they you the key. I figured it, it's a re- good reward to give you the key that this lets you get into other area, and you guys go into that other area, and it's an area that hadn't been explored in a long time, and you end up finding a an old priest, like a dragon priest, that had been turned into a troll. And so you had to fight him, but that that, that was essentially it. There was like one area that you had never been in before, and you sort of oh, and that, there was you, little... skipped, you skipped the crystals that oh, made crystals our sorcerer yeah, run away yeah. screaming. The the, <laughs> the sorcerer who claims to like nobody who can't uh, fend for themselves ran away. It make a me. little I don't know magic's magic. <laughs> magic. <laughs> I don't know. You don't understand magic. I use it. <laughs> and there were those little. And there was this, but yeah, right? the elemental things, oh, yeah. the yeah. little uh, methods. Yeah, yeah, there was those, there was that was even separate from this. There was like a little area that's sort of in between the cobalt area and this this bottom area that had this this dragon troll priest thing. That it was like this big tank that you guys finally broke into that room, and there's this big tank, and you open the tank, and out come a couple of methods, a fire method and a, and a steam, steam method. And you have to deal with those things that pop up. So there was a, there was a, that still was a, a little few, painful. That yeah, there, there was some good encounters still. Like they were tougher encounters. That, so they weren't encounters you want to have at first level. And you guys hit third level by now. So it was yeah. a little bit easier to deal with. I think we were lucky too in that none of us pick character based off of you know the typical what's most powerful right it's like yeah. my sorcerer i took cold as its base so i had a lot of cold stuff but then it turned out that it came in handy quite a few times because yeah. there was like the fireworms in the mm-hmm. caverns below there are these fireworms you kept running into yeah fire snakes it's like my cold spells just like ripped them apart in yeah turn. yeah and then it's like the 
oh, what am I trying to think of the the methods? The, the, with, the fire method the, was, was I was good against the fire method yeah. and then they were good against the was it an ice one or just a I think it was a steam method oh yeah it was like a fire okay. and a steam one I thought the fire one was the steam one maybe oh maybe I thought there was yeah, a cold and a hot steam and, I think it was ice and cold so okay, maybe I was, was completely useless against the one because of the spells that I had but then everybody else could just yeah we just teamed up on rip it apart like, we got purry kitty right now. oh mic. right in the mic yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like it is purr. <laughs> oh this is my furry kitty. Yeah, the furry kitty right in your mic. <laughs> oh, sweetie. <laughs> but yeah, um, we had the two different types of methods, and yeah, they're, they're like opposites, and you're you were really effective against one, but not as effective against the other. I think yeah. I think it was our cleric that did really well against the other. Yeah, I yeah. think I was useless in that fight. <laughs> Me but, too. Yeah, because they, I think it was the they were harder. They, the I think they had damage resistance all. against yeah. anything except for like the the damage that you the magical damage that was being done. Yeah, but then against like skeletons, you were doing bludgeoning damage. So you're... and the bludgeoning damage is really effective. Exactly. Like skeletons. overall, yeah. I think we were well balanced. Yeah, you were. Yeah, like, like we you know, everybody every kind situation. of excelled in different in different mm-hmm. places. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, and then that was essentially. That was it for the Sun of the Citadel. So that was the adventure. And it took you from the first level to the third level, like it said it would. It was pretty accurate. And her Dan yeah. tried to adopt a dragon. I tried. He tried, but that wasn't <laughs> happening. <You're shut> down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I feel good about letting an evil dragon in. Just, you know, we did a good thing by freeing it, but I don't know if we did a good thing by releasing an evil dragon to grow up somewhere just unrestrained. Yeah. And sure. then we burned down a tree that was providing a magical healing apple. But it was also providing uh, an evil apple that was... And, and, the, and the seeds in these apples were creating these things called twig blights. Oh, yeah, the twig blights. That, that were, like, heading out from the... Who knows what they're doing out there. Taking so. over the land. And, and it turned, the turned some fine, young, upstanding citizens into uh, supplicants. So, Yeah, so it wasn't a good tree. <laughs> it wasn't a good tree. And the whole history of the tree is it was created when a vampire was staked in that spot. And the tree grew out of the stake. Yeah. So. But uh, anyways, that's the Sunless Citadel. So did, and overall, did you enjoy the adventure? Yeah, it was certainly interesting for me not having played uh, for so long. And then, uh, you know, so so just jumping back in and then also at the same time switching to uh, the 5E system. Right. Uh, one thing, I, I think it was, um, you know, pro- probably good practice, but at the same time it was a little bit, comical was um how often we were making or attempting to make checks mm-hmm. on absolutely everything <laughs> insight checks you know like like uh, I, yeah, is I'm, this goblin being truthful or whatever yeah, I, i'm insight checking every single person we're talking to to make sure that they're above board and then you know we, we'd, we'd we'd get into a room and and have our ranger investigate absolutely everything you know yeah, yeah. It, oh, oh there's oh there's a cobweb investigate it kind of thing and at the same time you know like i'm 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 buffing every single every single role i'm, I'm you know i'm providing guidance so i'm buffing everybody's roles and so yeah i think we made just an absolute an unbelievable amount of of checks yeah throughout the, throughout the at the same time i think some of them. It, it probably worked out. <laughs> well, I, th- I think they encouraged you to do that right from the beginning, though, because mm-hmm. the first, yeah. like, you encounter a trap right off the bat, you get paranoid. Yeah, there yeah. was right. a few traps. Like, there wasn't a lot of traps, but there was enough that yeah. 
you want, no, you and, want to be cautious. And we yeah. avoided most of them because the kobolds were the ones that set them and were like, okay, go around them. Yeah. But yeah. so, once you made friends with the kobolds, it made it easier in certain areas, definitely. And once you get down to the grove level, there's a lot less of that. Like, there's no secret doors in the grove level. Like, so the, the secret doors are only in the top level. So the bottom level, no secret doors. There's no, not, and no real traps either. There were there. those, what are, were they? The, the things that were blocking our, we had to walk super slow because they were everywhere, jutting the, out. The, the, the brambles. Oh. Well, there were traps in the one room, and then there were... Oh, upstairs. Yeah, and then there were the brambles in the... Yeah, the brambles in the grove area, where there were a lot of twig blights and everything as well. So it's, it's, yeah, twig blights you have to worry about. There's brambles which are making your your movement speed a lot slower. Never felt like there was a super slow time where there was nothing around, really. No. No. Yeah. I I kept forgetting my... um, I, I guess like the, the features of of my uh, of my class, like I kept forgetting that I've got, um, you know, guided strike, right, and and then forgetting that, um, you know, I, I get these bonus actions, you know, x number of times per day, like I, I can make these additional attacks, and yeah, so you know when when you forget those and then you move on to the next day, you're know, like, oh, that was a waste, or yeah. you know, right in the middle of combat. Oh, I could have hit him again, but you know it's now somebody else's initiative. So, mm-hmm. well, that's the one problem when you're like out of practice. Even yeah. like first time playing a sorcerer, it, when do you use your big spells mm-hmm. rather than just shooting off cantrips constantly? Right? Yeah, it's it, nice it, that they've given that whole cantrip thing where you can use your cantrips and not have to worry about burning spell slots. Whereas, mm-hmm. like in the old editions, you had a certain number of spell slots, and that was it, no matter what. There was no cantrips. The one thing, it, like, it is nice, but it does take away the, like, there's absolutely zero need to carry a weapon. Oh, where, for, uh, for like a sorcerer. Yeah, like yeah. a sorcerer or wizard, like, there's no point to have a quarterstaff or a sword if you're, like, an elf and right. train with mm-hmm. it. It's like, there's no point to have it, because eventually your cantrips do more damage than you could with the sword anyway. What True. if you're in a magic-free zone? Yeah, if you get I like a go in, because <laughs> I'd be useless. Maybe well, sometimes there know. might be situations. Uh, I know we run into a four where silence gets cast, and so all of a sudden you can't. But there's enough. Yeah, there's enough without verbal. Right? Yeah. So you just have to make sure when you're picking your spells that you're yeah, doing you that wisely. Yeah, you have something that can be used in all situations. Yeah, too. yeah. But yeah, there might be a, like I know. Separate from this campaign and my other campaign, I went wizard. And then I started multi branching. It was more for for story wise, but I decided to start taking some levels in fighter, um, just because the way that the campaigns were sort of running, that my, my character felt he needed to be a bit more martial. He's an elf, so he's already proficient in weapons, but you know he he, he wanted to get some of those levels in fighter just to become more efficient, and then. As he gets things in fighter, then he can start doing things like um, I'll use like the haste spell, where yeah, I can I can cast a spell um, as an action, but then I get like another action, but it has to be an attack. So then I want to be good with my with my sword, so that I can also uh, melee attack. So there are advantages for for spellcasters that potentially have a weapon, but it's not always. Yeah, it is usually well, more advantageous to just. It's not needed the same way. It's, it's not needed to be. the same way. Yeah, and and the sorcerer. This is the one thing. Whenever I played a magic class, I've always played a wizard, which yeah. is why I branched to sorcerer this time. Mm-hmm. And the 
the difference between the two the the lack of utility that a sorcerer like taking haste is a huge commitment because i right. only get so many spells yeah 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 so no no it may not be in newer situations yeah yeah you, you really do have to rely on your cantrips and mm-hmm. i was a little too hesitant to use my spells i think in our first couple sessions because mm-hmm. i was just mostly using chill touch and you ray of frost definitely right. we're not hesitant in our third no 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 by the time we but then then you started getting your, your um my sorcerer points sorcerer came points. into play so mm-hmm. i could cast multiple spells in a round and you can max well i don't know if you could maximize no i took uh quicken and quicken twin. quicken and twin uh, twin that's what it was so you can get like, you can cast the same spell and get two effects off of it, and we're gonna yeah. do a lot of damage. Yeah. But the, it's the quickened, which is the more powerful of the two, mm. because it allows me to cast one spell as a bonus action. It takes more spells, right? Because I'll quicken one and then be able to cast a second one as a normal action. Mm. But it takes up two spell slots where right. twin takes up one. Yeah, but twin's very specific. It has to be a single target spell, right? So. There's a few spells that I can't use, like uh, the snowball one I just picked up. I can't okay. twin it. Yeah. But I can quicken it and then cast it again if I have the slots. True. So yeah. I can do a lot of damage. And when you're doing like a random encounter where you know you're going to be resting. You're going to have a lot of like, time to rest There's going to be two yeah. more days before you reach your destination. Yeah. Yeah, I just let loose. It's yeah. like first round, <laughs> just kill the leader as quick as possible mm-hmm. if I can and then intimidate the rest to leave. Try to intimidate the rest yeah, of the Yeah, try to. Yeah. Well, it worked. Yeah, yeah, eventually. <laughs> it it yeah. took butchering their leader, but... Yes. <laughs> it worked twice. How many times did it fail? Once. <laughs> One really good One yeah. really, really good fail. Really good failure. Yeah. And then I, then I cooked their leader and told them yep. I was serious. I may have squeaked when I said it. <laughs> Maybe I was the serious. first time, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, we that's that sort of ties into the next adventurer. So we're, we're going into the um, Storm King's Thunder um, campaign. Um, I, I tied it in saying that in the 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 innkeeper of Oakhurst has a friend who runs an inn. Yeah, has an inn and in this place called Nightstone, which is the beginning part of Storm King's Thunder. So that's how I, I tied it in. He's saying, "Hey, you guys should go talk to my friend Marek." He um, he quite often, or Morak, he quite often um, has work for adventurers, or you know, so it'd be a good place for you to go next. And so that's that's where you're going. And it's a bit of a when you when you look at where this adventure took place and you look where uh, the next one starts, it's a bit of a travel. It's yeah, like several a, weeks, several a few weeks travel. So we did a, I only did one random encounter because you guys went through a couple big cities and spent some time in the cities gearing up. You know, you know, and we took the high road. You took the high road, which makes it a little bit, yeah, yeah a little less. I think it's called the high road. Uh, the main road. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, like but I think it's between like Neverwinter and, and Waterdeep. And Waterdeep, and then just down from Waterdeep is where this next one starts. So yeah, we we got you to the next adventurer, and then you get to this Nightstone town, and you find out it's been taken over by goblins. So it, it's really designed. Um, the way they designed this next one is um, the very beginning is for like level one. And then by the end of it, they say you should be, I don't know if they give you enough experience to get to level five, but they're saying by the end of it, everyone should be at level five. You guys went into it at level three. And I think it would have, if we would have started there, I think it really would have tested us. I I can't see us having gotten through what we did in that first town without a death or two. Um, The first town, yeah, definitely level three. 
just being regular goblins, it was it wasn't much of a challenge. Well, I'm talking about once we got through and went the to the cave. The cave, yeah, the cave yeah. was a lot tougher. And because yeah. they they didn't give enough experience from the goblins in town to no. have leveled you really, maybe from a one to two, maybe one to two. So you could expect to go to the caves. And <laughs> I'm telling you this now. You guys don't know this. Um, you guys jumped the gun a little bit at one point. So by the time you get to the caves, some other things are supposed to have happened. But you guys went to those caves pretty quick, so I let it happen. I just figured, okay, well, you guys were at level 3 anyways, so yeah, I'll let you go to the caves now. Were the bandits supposed to come before we went? Yes. <laughs> There's these bandits okay. that are supposed to show up, and you guys encounter the bandits when you get back, but I figured, well, that works, because you guys went to this thing, and then the bandits arrived when you guys were gone and took over the town. So the first goblins took over the town, now these bandits took over the town, and you guys get back with the villagers See, and realize, oh shit! The I just thought this take it over again. This this whole adventure part, I think, was just designed to test Erdan's patience. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So, so hindsight being twenty twenty, uh, what were we supposed to have done? Well, I mean, we had, the adventure, we had cleaned out that town. You did, and how the adventure is supposed to be is okay. You guys are supposed to deal with the town, and if you're lower level characters, after dealing with even the meager goblins that were there. And works actually, there was works, okay. which yes, would be a, was. a pretty yeah. good fight for level one characters. Um, we would have done a long rest. We would have tried and... to do a long rest, okay. and what they suggest is when you attempt to do a long rest, then the bandits show up, oh, so you don't get the chance to finish your oh, long okay. rest. So then you would have had to dealt with the bandits, however you dealt with them, you know, talking or fighting, either way. Um, okay. But then after you dealt with the bandits, then you potentially you do another long uh, long rest, and then something else may happen. But then eventually you get to the cavern. Oh. Which campaign's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so how long should we long rest before we leave to see if it happens? <laughs> well, I, I still know what's, I know what's happening. So <laughs> I know what's going to happen next. But yeah, so we haven't gotten too far into this. Um, it's a huge campaign. Um, not maybe as big as some of their other ones. Um, but there's a lot of, especially when you start getting through it, 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 it can branch out as big as you want it to be. So um, you guys have... Just started the beginning of it. You're level four now. Eventually, and you, you'll be level five fairly quickly here. Not too long, anyways. Um, I can't remember when, where we ended up hit? on experience. We have just over three thousand experience. Yeah, right now. You need um, what is it, forty three hundred or no? Page eleven. Oh, we need 6,500. 6, we're about halfway. So we're like halfway, yeah, halfway there. We're about halfway there. So there's still more to happen in this first part. I don't know if it'll take you to level five. They recommend you be at level five at the end. So. Potentially it could. I don't, I don't know. I haven't calculated all the experience. Um, what I'm doing, how I'm running these adventures, I'm using an app on my tablet to keep track of everything. And it's um, an app. Uh, the, the same guy who created the app that my wife and I both use for our character sheets. And it's um, it's called 5th Edition Character Sheet and 5th Edition DMs Tools. And so what I've done is I've gone through, found every encounter that we're going through and added it to this app. And it, it'll it help me keep track of initiative. It help, helps me keep track of um, the fights. And it'll split the experience for me and everything. So yeah, I, I find it kind of handy that way. Um, I know in, a pre, in our other group that we do, you know, we roll initiative. We write it all down on a whiteboard. And we, we sort of, you know, the DM looks at the whiteboard. And we never really look at it after that. And the DM still tells us when we all go. See, it's funny because it drives me crazy 
not seeing it written down. Like not I it like down. having to wait for you to tell me who's going next. Like oh, yeah. I like the visual of, <laughs> like so that I too. can well, think in yeah. advance yeah. of what I actually want to do. So if I know I'm going to be the next person, I'm thinking about what I'm going to do. Where if I'm waiting till you say something, it seems to really slow the game yeah. down because oh, okay. people yeah. don't think about what they're going to do until you've said their name. Well, shoot, and and I, I think there's been a couple times where having having seen it. I, I can anticipate whether or not I can make an attack or whether I should, you know, or whether I'm, I'm likely to be called upon to, mm-hmm. to, to heal, heal somebody. Or, Even yeah. when or we've decided to hold actions, it's nice kind of... <laughs> don't say that. But it's nice... Somebody. somebody. When, we've yeah. been have, when we've made decisions to hold actions, it's nice yeah. to kind of see it laid out so yeah. you can... Yeah identify it well i'll try to be better with that in the future then like i i I do let you know when people are going and so you do have it written and you do write write it down down. i write it down just because that's fine so don't mock the process i'm not mocking the process (laughs) (laughs) i just know in our other group it's different so we 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 write it down but essentially we're just waiting it's one of those groups where we're just well i can't actually see it by the way that you well because you sit behind it that's right (laughs) Maybe but, you um, need to write it down yourself. Yeah, maybe. But but you know we did try new strategies in this this second campaign. Um, mm-hmm. Cleric, weed. What is your name? Fingolfin. Fingolfin and I both like had a competition to see if we could seduce the lonely traveler in the hotel, but the it didn't really work. Yeah, that that wasn't kill. disturbing at all for the dwarf. <laughs> I just yeah. I have to point out that I couldn't figure out what the two of you were doing. <laughs> and I was sitting there going, this person's... Evil? She's wrong. <laughs> she's, there's something off about her. And you two are like, let's talk her up. And I'm like, if you guys are going to make it into a competition, I'm the most charismatic. <laughs> so I'd probably embarrass goes. myself first. <laughs> well, I don't know. Did, did I did I fail the, the insight check on her? You I, were I high. Thought... Like, I think you had like you 20 were... or something. Yeah, I thought were... I was like... Yeah, but you were also going against her deception. Yeah, and her deception was pretty high. Like, with I had to roll for it and add her deception to it, so her deception was higher than your. So I failed it. Yeah, okay. I was still all for killing her. (laughs) Yeah, and 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 stealing the the dude's armor. To be fair, I think he was. (laughs) I suggested he was was suggesting keeping it safe. Safe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Safely, it may it may have come in handy if we actually had it when we got to the dwarf. You realize that? Plus, I had killed everything. I like I, I'm a sorcerer. I wasn't gonna wear it. I really was. Just it's like we should take it uh-huh. from here. <laughs> Not trusting at all. Yeah. No. No, I don't even need an insight check on this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you you have to get to know him better. Yeah. yeah. Sure. He was actually being sincere on that one. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I, it's like I have no use for the money. I don't believe any beardless dwarf woman either. <laughs> Freak. But yeah, the, these these people, we leave guards in charge of the town to go and free the rest of the town. And they just, like, come out afterwards. Uh, we left the town to some bandits. I was just, like, rolling my eyes, like, oh my god, I yeah, want to like, kill all of you right now. There's, there's a moat and one drawbridge, and you had one job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, keep that up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, the, the guards were really, really like to figure out actually how they got into town because Mara helped them. Yeah, she was well, inside. I know Mara That's helped true. them, but still, <laughs> how Mara. could they not? Yeah, I'm like, what? What did Mara I do? Mara helped them. <laughs> oh, um, uh, yeah, what the was her name? Dark... Oh, what was her name? Did you have it written down? Yeah, uh, her, the name that told you she was evil. Yes, Kara, Kara or something. Or I think it was Kara. Kara. Kara, Miss Evil, going to betray you. 
Actually, you don't, don't have any notes. I stopped taking notes because you were taking notes. Oh. I didn't, didn't bring, bring him his with book. me today. That's okay. It was like Kala or Kara or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like something that. like that. But her last yeah. name was something yeah, it was kind like of dark. Dark something. Dark yeah. Hope. She was a Decepticon. Maybe it was. Dark it was Hope. Dark Hope. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. it was, yeah. Still, she was pretty in the picture that <laughs> Mr. DM. Oh, yeah, she was pretty <laughs> hot for a. a <laughs> roughly drawn. The dwarf <laughs> is again disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> the ranger wants to procreate. You're not procreating with another woman. <laughs> Wasn't that the goal? <laughs> it's fine. They, Someone they, needs to explain anatomy to they, them. They just adopt a Chinese baby. That's that's how this works. That's how it works. Humanoids are her favorite enemy. Yes, so not, yes, there's that too. Yes, don't Maybe get me started. I no. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's essentially where we are right now. So we're um, whoa, hit the table. Don't hit the table. That's where, that's where the microphones are. Yes. Um, that's essentially where we are right now with, with the campaign. So it's going to be a while before we can get back to it because somebody's decided to take a little trip on a motorcycle somewhere north called Alaska. Yep. So Out to the Bandit a, Coast. Yeah, it's going to be a month and a half or so before we can get together again until you get back. Yes, I'm I'm back at work on July 10th. So. Oh, July 10th. Yeah. That's a, well, when do you leave? June 10th. Oh, okay, okay. Wow, so. that's cool. Indeed. Canada yeah. Day in the cold places. Canada Day in not Canada. Sure. Are you gonna do, or unless you're going to skip over the border to Canada at some point. Well, it's, it's going to take us a while to get out of Canada. But then he gets to do July 4th. But you have to come back. How long does it take to drive? Uh, I'll be honest, I, th- I think we're probably back in Canada before, before July. Before July. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. Miss okay. Nella yeah. on the 10th. Yeah. How long does it take to drive up to Alaska from from Edmonton? Oh, like, God. How, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know the the entire it's sort of like just the main route yeah. that we're that we're taking without sort of any. You know, we, we'll probably do some day trips out and out and back from certain places, but um, sort of the the main route that we're taking is uh, just over nine thousand kilometers. Okay. Hmm. So but that, that's like if you were going just straight to Whitehorse, it's not. No, yeah, not yeah. a huge drive. No, yeah. So okay, yeah. that'd be a, a good trip on a motorcycle. Yeah. So yeah, hope we have a good trip. Me too. Yeah. We're not gonna have any fun without you. Oh uh, yeah, well as it should be. <laughs> <laughs> except for all the other fun. Yes, <laughs> except for all that other fun, <laughs> which we'll talk about on the podcast. Secret fun. <laughs> Secret fun, pal. You don't get to know more. Actually, we should probably give this guy a shout out. I, I I picked up that fifth edition character sheet as well. Oh yeah, Walter Hammerer. Um, yeah, I, I paid yeah. for the premium edition. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah you can find well. him in the in the Google Play Store. Yeah, um, very actually quite a good app. It is a good app. Yeah, quite, I, I, I really app. like it. It doesn't the spells. The only thing no. that's a little bit lacking is the spell part, and that's you have to fill it out yourself. You you just fill out what spells you have, which which is fine for like um, classes that don't have a lot of spells or have spell books that you have to maintain, like a, a wizard. But when you're I mean, and sorcerer, but when you're um, a cleric. You have access to all the cleric spells, so you can't really throw all the spells in this thing. So That's you have to have a separate app. Cards, well, yeah, we, we use the cards. We I like, like the to use cards. the cards or or other apps. And uh, you're using other app for your um, spellbook, aren't you? Yes, I picked up. It's called Fifth Edition Spellbook M and M Apps. M and M Apps. Yeah, and you can find that in the Google Play. And that's one. Well. Mm-hmm. No. Now this one uh, actually it comes with a little sort of companion video that. You really need to watch. Oh, really? Because I, I hadn't watched it, and it took me so long to figure out 
where to find certain things. Oh, okay. And how here. to set up your spellbook and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's not it's not optimized for for a cleric. Um, you know, it's it's just be, because I I don't really have to, um, you know, assign spells to slots and, you know, I just essentially like absolutely everything's in my spell book, and I just cast and yeah, and at that point I I just you know assign it to a slot so that it's used, used. okay yeah. um so i mean but i'm i'm getting the hang of it okay. but uh yeah if you watch the little companion video it's actually it a lot easier. easier yeah i wish that walter kamerer's um dm's tool had like a, a good video or something like that because there's no real instructions on how to use it so i've sort of been you know taking you know just doing my best with it mm-hmm. so it's taking me a little while to figure it out um i do find it really handy but I'm sure there are ways it could be improved. I don't know if he's still supporting it or not. We'll have to, I'll have to see if he comes up with updates for it. I, ultimately, I, I, we'll have to see how the... Uh, um, what do we call it? What is it called? The uh, Once the beta program's over for... Um, oh, the Unearth Arcana? Yeah, Unearth Arcana. Yeah, yeah. Um, if that gets incorporated in... Well, I, I don't. I don't know exactly. There's a. There's still a lot of like wish list going on in the forums, and yeah, um, they they haven't even moved on to the second part. So the first part is essentially just the basic rules. Oh, this is the. Uh, and we were talking about this before too. This is the uh, the D and D. What do they call that? It's the, yeah. Uh, that's what I'm trying to remember. Their own app, you mean? Yeah, they're, they're it's web based right now, and eventually it's going to be an app. Um, it's it's their online. Rules reference. Um, eventually, it's going to be for character creation and all these different things um, beyond D and D beyond. Yes. So we've been, yeah, I've been checking that yep. out as well, and they have forums in there, and they've been adding to it, and they've been added um, recent. Well, I'm not sure how recent, but they've added the because yeah, elemental evil um, stuff has been added. The Princess yeah. of Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So beta phase three is supposed to incorporate campaign management. Oh. So I don't know exactly okay. what they have in mind for that, but I, I think that's that's the way they're going to go. Right. It's, yeah. Um, well, that could be handy. I'll, I'll definitely check it out when they get to that, and maybe I'll switch to it. I don't know. I, I do like the one I'm using, but I'm not uh, adverse to switching over to that yeah. if it turns out to be really good. So. That, I mean, I mean, good. so far, it, uh, what they've got there looks good, um, as long as they keep the the quality control up and. Right. Um, you know, I, I guess depending on whether they they're going to switch to a subscription or pay once kind of model, or I mean, that something. That'll make a big decision on that too. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they don't make it, you know, so cost prohibitive. Um, I don't see that they could, given that, I mean, you're buying the source books and stuff already. You're supporting yeah. the game if you're using the app. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I could maybe a one-time fee, not a subscription would make sense unless they're constantly well, adding yeah, data it, to it if they're going to be if they're going to be adding content um and and depending on the cost that you know might be then, it might be worthwhile but all they really need to, to do is just have something with the source book like if you buy princes of the apocalypse for the information you can enter a code that you yeah. get with the book to yeah. unlock the features in the app true yeah. true Agreed. if they want to keep it separate yeah because so right now all it has is the free information uh, including the stuff from princes of the apocalypse like because all the that Genasi and the spells, and right? Yeah, they've added all that's available and, and a downloadable thing off their site as is already. So that's why I think why they've included it in this beta so far. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the additional races, the additional spells that are available through there. Yeah, 
or I'll, I'll add it none of those part. in the campaign you got, eh? Um, races or no, no, actually no. In this uh, Storm King's Thunder, is nothing like that. No additional races or or special spells or anything. I liked that. Like I, I liked that yeah. piece in that campaign, and it had some tie-ins for mm. special. Like we, what were they called? The people we got to talk to, our contacts. Oh yeah, the there was different contacts in Prince of the Apocalypse where it said you'd be like a part of a faction. So oh yeah, where you get a different... If um, you're part of the Zentarum, you'll know this contact. If right, you're part right. of Druid's knowledge stuff, there's people in the first town that you can kind of hit up for information. And yeah, they the don't... Different factions. So far, they don't get into these different factions. Like, we do run across the factions so yeah. far, but um, I, haven't fa- I haven't noticed anything where the players can actually try to join up with these factions yet. So I don't know. It was just an original way to start like the adventure hook for yep. each character maybe it's like your group but you all have different aims so they give you that sort yeah. of mm-hmm. nudge in the right direction for your group yeah. so you have mm-hmm. some sort of goal right yeah, yeah so that was that was an interesting aspect to it the, the new adventures really do make the role-playing aspect easier on the dm because mm-hmm. yeah. you don't they, the amount of information that they also give just that's almost sides you know it's not it's not important to the quest but it's there so you know this person has these children and they do this and it's like you can just have a conversation and pull from your knowledge of the book without having to think off the top of your head okay i have to make up this person's family now (laughs) because you're talking to them and want to know about husband or children or whatever right and it can be frustrating because every time they talk to someone new it's like give us the details Mm -hmm. the book gives you the details true they're, they're pretty good at that and what they're willing to share with who, and if you're friendly to their faction, mm-hmm. what more information they'll provide. Like, yeah, yeah, I've I've liked their new adventures. How yeah, um, I'm, I, well, this is the only one I've purchased so far, which is the Storm King's Thunder. Um, I was also considering out of the Abyss, but I, I that one from what I had heard, it, and I'm not saying it was bad or anything, but it was a bit more difficult for somebody who's starting out. So that's why that's uh, the Underdark one. Yeah. Yeah, that that's difficult even for experienced. I think because yeah, there's so, so many rule differences. Like even the vision, because under dark where there's about, no light. Yeah, yeah, you know, it just it there's so much more complexity to something that's underground. Yeah, um, and those those little follow ups with the different factions and the different people you know from Emerald Enclave or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, in our, our other group that we've been with, when um, we're going through that princess of the for much longer, yeah, yeah, it's interesting because just the people in our group, um, I think people like me, for example, just like I like to try different characters and stuff because it's so new. So we just change characters so often that by the time we finally meet someone where that would come in handy. You're with a different. You're a different character now, so you don't have that. <laughs> you don't have, but you know that you, you know the one. information from yeah. the previous character, though. So it, it never, ever, ever works out. Every time they're like, "Oh, if somebody was a member of this." Actually, my character you... is. I'm the only one who's like been from there from the beginning. Yeah, because you're very consistent. <laughs> yeah, just character. a different race. Yeah, now a different yeah, race. Now. I got to just <laughs> reincarnate high up into a drow, but <laughs> that happens. You know, it happens. <laughs> the, the bad parties that die all the time. <laughs> That's right. We, there was quite a few deaths. I won't lie. So yeah. many deaths. So many deaths. Um, so that was our Dungeons and Dragons talk. So now we'll go on to a bit of a brief Imperial Assault segment. 
Um, since the last time we talked, they've announced a couple new things. They've announced um, three new villain packs, or not villain, three new packs that are coming out, upgrade packs. Um, one for each of the factions. Um, they've announced Darth Maul for the the uh, mercenaries, Palpatine for the Empire, and who was the last? Oh, Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano for the uh, the rebels. And then they've announced the next mini um, box expansion, not mini, but small box expansion, which is Heart of the Empire. I thought they were saying they had a full campaign to it. Well, is it a full campaign? Because I thought it was just going to be another mini campaign, um, but I, I could be wrong. Um, we're sort of going off the fly on this one, but we'll take a quick peek here. I didn't think it was going to be full, but then there's quite a bit in the box, but I don't think it's a full... Yeah, maybe it's not a full campaign. They offer... They, there's definitely a lot in it. Yeah. The new expansion for Imperial Assault, Heart of the Empire, which it's hard to tell when this is taking place time-wise. I know they've sort of gotten rid of the whole yeah, timeline thing. Yeah, they've abandoned thing, timeline. But because some of the things that are in this definitely look like they, they could almost be prequel territory. And then when you look at the upgrades that were or the villain or the add-on packs that are coming out, Darth Maul is definitely from the Rebels timeline, or well, probably probably Clone Wars. I imagine. I don't was he no, in Clone Wars. He was in Clone Wars, but this is going to be the Rebel cartoon. Full I believe campaign. that he's they're modeling this off of. Oh, it, you found it where it says full. Yeah, it's campaign? right down near the very bottom. Enjoy yeah. a full-length campaign with adventures. Full it might mystery. still be a small box, but they're giving you a full campaign again. Yeah. Interesting. Which yeah. is good, because I didn't like the mini-campaign as yeah, much. Yeah, the mini-campaigns are odd, because you... No you side s- missions. There's no, no side missions. to your characters. You're playing, like, four missions. you got to have additional experience. And, yeah, I like it better when it's a full campaign. Yeah, definitely. So that's, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting that it's going to be a full campaign. That's nice. Hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, this seems campaign. to be based off of the Rebels cartoon era, this whole thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Heart of the Empire itself is kind of supposed to be taking place. Because Maul right. looks like... He does in the Rebels cartoon yeah. with his mechanical legs. Right. And Ahsoka Tano is, like, older, obviously matured. Yeah. As opposed to the childlike appearance they had in Clone Wars. Okay. So okay. Yeah, I never watched Clone Wars. Like, Emperor's the Emperor, I mean. And the Emperor always looks like yeah, the Emperor because yeah. he was melted by Force Lightning. <laughs> but, yeah, so it, it's, it's interesting. Um, it's... Um, then they look like um, they're, add, they're adding new mechanics into this whole little thing again. Um, and this now they're adding new tokens that we have to um, keep track of, um, but they're different from the existing ones. So it's no longer like adding a die, like with focus where you add a die. Now it's you're adding a token that gives you like a one-time um, plus one damage, or it's. Um, Plus one defense. Plus one defense. There's a wild card, you said. Yeah, I think that might be more campaign instead of skirmish, though, because it I haven't... Be. Well, we haven't seen everything yet, obviously, no. just the Maul and Ahsoka and Emperor cards, but right. they all just add the damage or defense tokens. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's a fourth token as well, isn't there? Yes. I, I was trying to think of what it was. It might have been a surge bonus or something weird. Could be a plus weird. one surge. Uh, what's interesting from what it looks like on these tokens... Or an evade. Might have been evade. Oh, it could be an evade. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, what's interesting with these tokens, and yeah, there is a token that looks like has the evade symbol uh, when you look at the uh, Heart of the Empire pack in the uh, the whole thing. These, yeah, oh, there they all are. There's there's actually five. There's a damage, a surge, a block, 
evade and a wild card. And yeah, the wild might only come into effect during the campaign, but I imagine all the rest of these will come into effect during skirmish, depending on the various cards that you have that are. Given. Yeah, the command. There, I'm sure there's going to be command cards, like a whole slew of them. That sure, kind of. You're going to play around with these these additional tokens. You're going to have to keep track of and and everything. But from what it sounds like, these tokens, as opposed to like a, a focus die, where as soon as you have a focus die, as soon as you make an attack, you have to use that focus die. You have the option of using these tokens, it sounds yeah, like. Well, yeah, I think it's as you declare the attack, it sounds like you're going to choose which tokens are going to be used, whether defensive on the one side or offensive on the other side. Right. Just before you know the result. Yeah, so it gives you that option so that if you figure, okay, if you're attacking something that has one health left, you're not you're not going to waste that token. No. Because you're, you know you're going to kill it, so you can hold on to it to use it somewhere else, which makes it a little bit more... Um, flexible than than like your standard focus where you have a focus guy who's going to attack somebody with one health it's like you, you know you're wasting your focus but sometimes you don't have that choice right you mm-hmm. don't have a, the ability to wait yeah so, I've always wished you could declare whether or not you wanted to waste your focus but it's always yeah. the next the attack next attack uses it so yeah, yeah so I, that, that they're going to give a few more options that way which is neat it's just annoying because more things to keep track of. More things on the table. Yeah. I don't mind the keeping track of it. It's that yeah. you're already sticking so many tokens on the table that having an extra one there or an extra two or three, depending on how many you can give to a guy, it's just... I like the mechanic, though. Yeah, I, I think... I can't remember if we talked about this the last uh, IA segment, but I, I remember us talking about it um, I don't know, at some point. And and that was, uh, you know, like what would what would Fantasy Flight have to do to 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 essentially break up the you know the this current trend of, um, you know they, they bring something out and that becomes the new meta. The new meta, you know, and right. and you know it used to be trooper list, now it's scum, and then now it's this this other thing, and you know I, I think we talked about the last um, was it regionals or, or world, and and the number of lists that. Like, like it was everything had Jabba. No, yeah. they don't have Jabba. They were all yeah. scum. Because what what's powerful about the Mercs right now is the elite weakways. Mm-hmm. So how you choose to focus them, whether it's with Jabba or Gideon and three PO still, mm-hmm. it it's getting those units focused is what the current meta is, and it's not because those units in particular are so over the top, because they're good, mm-hmm. but they have only six health, so they can die. It's the command cards. The hunter command cards right now, combined with the smuggler command cards, which the weak way can use both, and mm-hmm. then you can complement them with so many different things that can combine to use those cards as well. It's just there's no other command cards that can match that. Yep. Right. So it, it right now, I think the imbalance comes from command cards. I think rebels are kind of falling off completely just because of the old units not being updated appropriately and not getting any good units right. to compensate. Yeah. But I think Imperial's still up there if they had command cards that would make them as strong as the Hunter decks. Yeah, but I, I think but that that's what we, we started to see is, is you know, suddenly, um, you know, previous previous units are, are now being modified yeah. to, to overcome the meta. Right. Um, yeah. But but 
you know, I, I, I'm sure you and I had the conversation only like, what, what does fantasy flight have to do to, to, you know, sort of break that trend? And, and I think I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, I think we agreed that it, it would have to be mechanic. Yes. That breaks that, you know, like add a mechanic that can be, can be spread out. So you can start seeing, you know, other units come back, become more effective without needing to, you know, oh, oh here's the version two Vader. Or yes. Here's, you know. Right, oh, right. And then, you know, months or years down the road, oh, now we have to have a version three Vader. Yeah, because or... I think we were talking about how they, they'd bring out a mechanic like hidden and then just abandon it. Yeah, it's... And... It... <laughs> Cats. Yep. Cats. Yes. Cats. Um, yeah, and yeah, I thought that was... Um, you know, I thought that really added something to the to the game, and and yeah, it's. I, I think I think you're right. I think it's been somewhat abandoned. Yep. Yeah, unfortunately. And, well, and the the way they've parceled it out since then. I mean, you bring in the two units, the Weequay and the Rebel Rangers units. Right. Yeah. Where one can choose to go hidden for an action. And the other one has to kill something to, to become to hidden. Become hidden. Yeah. But they didn't give them any punch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for them to become hidden. Unless you use special units like, say, Mern to hide them all beforehand. Yeah, true, <coughs> true. But they're the only unit right now in Rebels that can use the Hunter cards, which I think is what's really skewing the meta. Mm-hmm. I, and they... They tried to give options with droids, with the droid cards that they just released. Right, yeah. But they didn't go far enough to separate it. And I don't think IG-88's card is enough of a fix to change anything. And they've just showed us Vader's fix I, I think it was. Coming. I think it was yeah. enough of a fix to, to get him to play more. Yeah, but not competitive. Probably no, not competitive, yeah. no. no. Well, it, well. It, it's hard to say. People are imaginative and can come up. And, and ultimately, it comes down to comfort. Well, at least there's with a possibility and, you're going to yeah. see him again instead yes. of the you're not. Right. <laughs> that there was before. Yeah. It, and he, he doesn't need support. So, like, his automatically becoming focused, you don't need that Rebel Care package to keep him going. Right. So, he has that benefit to him that you can start seeing Gideon and 3PO maybe fade a little bit for the mercenaries but again it's all focused on mercenaries where's the love for the rebels and yeah. the imperials mm-hmm. because imperials have always lacked from being able to get focus true they, they've benefited they from been... re-rolls and stuff like that from mm-hmm. the support of one another like stormtroopers getting re-rolls if they're next to each but yep. no one takes them anymore because they don't have enough health to stand up to something like weakways with one shot they're dead and they're giving yeah. points immediately mm-hmm. and then you have jet troopers which get seven health mm-hmm so they live a little longer and can be mobile, but they don't have the command cards to put something down in one shot like a Weequay can. Mm-hmm. True. So yeah, yeah, they don't have quite the synergy. Yeah, yeah. So I think the mechanic they have to focus on is command cards mm-hmm. for the skirmish game. Like it, it really is a balance so that every uh, trait, like leader, hunter, smuggler, droid, all have a base of cards that actually are competitive overall. And then they need to look at how they're actually doing individual heroes because anything over 10 points, I don't want to commit 
that many points to one model in a force. Right. With hunter cards that can kill something outright, with the amount of dice you can add, I think at one point I rolled five dice with one weak way shot uh, by maybe, adding yeah. tools for the job, wild attack, and the person didn't get any defense because I used element of surprise and... Uh, there's another command card. Oh, there's a... That you get to use after you've rolled the dice to take away their... Take away their defense? Yeah. And then I had negation so I could force them to re-roll if they added a die and then take it away with tough luck. So that's five dice of pure damage through. And then I had assassinate in my hand, position advantage in my hand. Like, there's nothing that can stand up to that. Unless I roll, like, the absolute lowest on five dice. So any individual model is just dead. Like, I don't care if you're Luke. I don't care if you're Darth Vader. It just, you can't stand up to that type of attack. So fixing an individual hero's card by dropping its cost, like in Vader's case, mm-hmm. it might make him usable, but it's not going to make him competitive. Because yeah. they haven't brought him up to, with the, like, sure, make Vader a hunter maybe. So he can use those cards. Give him an additional. And suddenly he's got a keyword that will make him more powerful. Or give force user something that does more damage per attack that you get to use like you do assassinate or position advantage. Well, maybe maybe that's what we'll see then is, is, um, you know, attachments or or something like that that comes out that, you know, allows for, uh, you, you know, some of these other you know, like like hunter cards to be used where they wouldn't normally, or so give somebody you know, a keyword they don't yeah. have. Yeah, or, yeah, or starts adding adding these new power tokens to, you know, existing a, people. Yeah, a, an existing unit that wouldn't normally have it. But and, and I like I like Vader's fix more than I liked IG eighty eight so far. Yeah, his like, fix is is interesting because it's minus five points. Yeah, he's he's cheaper. Makes him a lot cheaper. Um, he loses brutality, but he gains a plus one plus wound one per wound. attack. Yeah, and um, and he may, while attacking he can reroll. He gets to reroll one die, which is nice. And then he also gets movement too. So like at the end of a round, he can move up two spaces and then can force choke or perform an attack. So he can get like Luke. He can get two attacks in a round. Yeah, or force choke. He can use just line of sight. Yeah, line of sight to force choke, which is is it two wounds and a and a strain. I think it is. I can't remember. I've been used Vader, it's, it, so but it's long. something effective like that. It, it, yeah, like you, you get wounds and strain out of it. Um, if you do an attack, you're minus one from your attack pool, but so it's still it's two dice instead of three. But yeah, uh, you know, yeah, his, his card is definitely because IG eighty eight doesn't adjust his cost; it just adjusts his ability. And they took away yeah. his ability to heal for five extra health. Yeah. Now, and to also with, make them focused all the time. Yeah, with certain command cards, you can have IG-88 shoot, like, what, seven times in a round if you have yeah. Jabba. Yeah. With his personal card and I think it's overdrive for droids, which allow him to do an extra action. Right, yeah. So the 15 health you can burn off quickly just on your own actions and hopefully he's killed off a lot of stuff like that's a more effective uh round than say even luke can get usually with that many attacks but he's still 12 points and 12 points for a mercenary list that's almost two elite weak way units instead of him and the support i can give them with 
the Jawas and the droids that they just came out, like Chopper and BT-1. I'd rather have them. Yeah. No, Hands down. And the one card I was thinking of earlier that I was trying to remember, um, which is there's a skirmish upgrade, upgrade card um, that I couldn't remember what it was called, uh, Trusted Ally. And it's a droid-only card. And it, it, it lets you... Um, I think it lets you heal the droid. Uh, let's see here. Trusted ally. And we were talking about this because I was, I was trying to remember there was a card I couldn't remember that, that had come out and I couldn't remember what it was. And it was Trusted Ally. And it, um, it wasn't in the army builders we were using. It wasn't in the army builders at first. It, it's showing up in IA armies. Um, but it wasn't in the other one that I, I, look, I was looking at. Exhaust this card while another friendly figure within three spaces is attacking. It may re-roll one attack die. So if you have a droid that has this card on it, you know, to help help with re-rolls. Or exhaust this card during your activation, an adjacent friendly figure recovers a wound or discovers a, discards a harmful condition. Oh, that's not bad. So it's not bad for a one-point add-on for a droid. For so, a droid. And especially if you have a droid that's going to be out in the mix of things, it could be, like, so that... I don't know if, you, if there's anything better to throw on um, Chopper, but... No, Chopper shouldn't be out in the middle of stuff, though. He, he, he's he, terminal denial. Yeah, he's terminal denial, but he also has the ability to push things around. So, yeah, he may not be out in the middle of things, but who else would be? Um, uh, triple zero. Well, yeah, he's going to throw an Empire for sure. Triple zero or... BT-1. Yeah, though with BT-1, I'd really like the targeting computer. Yeah, it make, makes sense. But yeah. when you're rolling four dice, I don't care so much about re-rolling. True. But when you're rolling two dice. Well, yeah, when you're rolling two dice over three attacks, definitely, definitely valuable there. Yeah. Um, But I I just, I I couldn't remember what that card was, and I just found it. So I just wanted to throw it in there quickly. Um, But yeah, going back to some of these additional things that they announced. um, Tabletop, oh yeah, Tabletop Admiral is the other uh, list builder we were that somebody had linked to and I've, I've been playing around with and it's a good list builder and it has a lot of these new cards already in it so I don't know if he's gotten like higher resolution pictures or he's just really manipulated them well but um, it's a good way to preview them or if he's at Worlds they had these there oh if they had them at Worlds and yeah that might be how he's gotten not gotten images of them yeah, yeah. but it, has, it shows Asho- uh, Ahsoka Tano here she's um Eight points, twelve health, uh, three die melee attack, blue, green, green. Um, some decent, uh, decent um, surges. She has a surge for plus two wounds, surge for pu- pierce three. Everyone has pierce three. Not lightsabers. I know, freaking lightsabers. <laughs> pierce, um, and then she has one of those tokens, pier- um, surge, to gain one damage token. Um, but then she also has force leap. Place your figure in an empty space within six spaces so instead of moving her speed four yeah she, she can, can just jump six. jump six and that's a space thing so it ignores terrain and stuff like that just as long as you can get to that sixth space it doesn't doesn't even have to say it, it doesn't have to be in line of sight just the six spaces from where you are as long as you can get there uh vigor at the start of your activation you may gain two movement points or one defense token and twin sabers. While attacking, you may reroll all attack dice or force the defender to reroll all defense dice. Now, this one's interesting because it specifically says reroll all. It doesn't yeah. give you the choice of one, two, or three. It says no, yeah. reroll. You don't get to choose. All. You get to reroll all your dice. But yeah. having said that, she is the first rebel hero mm-hmm. that I've seen come out 
for a while mm -hmm. that actually has all of the abilities you would want in a rebel player. Yeah. She we finally see rerolls to get past people who are dodging or roll the three defense if you didn't roll surges to pierce it. Right. Yeah. She's got a good movement. She's mm -hmm. got some decent surges. She's a reasonable cost with good health. She's a white die. She's defense. a white die, which means her health is a little low for taking yeah. on the mercenaries right now. But, I mean, I can't complain about that like I did Luke when I saw Luke. I like yeah. her for eight points. Yeah. And she has some good keywords, too. She's a force user, a leader, and, and a, spy. a spy. So she fits into a rebel list fairly well with those three key keywords as yeah. well. <laughs> so, no, she she's going to be a nice add-on. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing her. Um, the other one, so that was one of the things, and the next one was, um, oh, look at uh, Darth Maul. Um, was it actually called Darth Maul? Just, just Maul now. Maul. Yeah, he's just called Maul. He's, he's no longer Darth. Sith. That's right. He's on his own. He's the littlest hobo. <laughs> uh, there he is, Maul. Sure. <laughs> now, I don't think Maul will get as much play as for mercenaries. Yeah. Because he's their only force user. True. Yeah, and he is the only first mercenary. He, he yeah. lacks the hunter or smuggler trait. Yeah, he's just a brawler. So I guess he has some synergy with like Gamorians and a few things like that. There are brawlers and um, our next two brawlers, I think. Next two might be brawlers. Creature brawlers. Creature yeah, brawlers. So. Yep. so there are brawlers on, in there. But, but the brawler cards aren't great. Yeah, they don't have the command no. cards. Um, so unless he comes with some really good command cards, maybe. Seven points, 12 health. He's a yellow, red melee so it's only a but two he, die attack he can he also, choose to become focused he can choose to become yeah. focused yeah um he can either choose to be focused or he can choose to have um reach with cleave too yeah which could be pretty big too um he has a surge for pierce three because the lightsaber plus the only that's his only main surge he has another surge for stock prey um after the attack resolves you may gain two movement points and a damage token and he does an inherent plus one damage to a, to his things. And sustained by rage, you cannot recover wounds. If you have not resolved an activation this round, you cannot be defeated. So that's not yeah. a huge... You cannot recover wounds isn't a huge deal for him because no. there's not a lot of... I mean, not many people spend time in the skirmish game worrying about health on their yeah, units. Like, it's more you hide them if they start taking wounds. And, you know, and if you take... I, 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 I find this a lot. I take recover, but... Half the time, I don't want to spend the activation to use it. Right. It's like, uh, do I really want to use this to try to keep him alive for, what, a second because he gets two more health? Or but do I just go ahead and attack? With yeah. Maul, because he can't be defeated until you activate him in a turn, yeah. you know that on, like, turn two, if you rushed him up in turn one for a specific purpose, you mm -hmm. know he's going to survive. He's going to be there to do it because even if they, they do all his damage to him, he'll get to go. Yeah. So. That's that's kind of interesting. They're having a, a character that's guaranteed his last. I think he's an like interesting card. In a, way. a little bit, yeah. yeah. But he, he, I just don't see him fitting in with mercenaries. He's more of like a temporary alliance for yeah. Empire to bring along than because mm -hmm. he'd fit well with Vader or Emperor Palpatine, just because of the the synergy with the Force user trait. And the Empire has a lot of Force user cards that or command cards for Force users yeah. that no one else can use. But I, again, I guess you, you have, have to, to spend the thirteen points on yeah. Vader first. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe not that great, depending on how well those changes pan out. But yeah, 
So that's that's Maul. He's like probably. Well, I don't know. We'll have to take a look at the uh, the the uh, emperor here first. Um, but probably probably the weakest out of the three that they've released. But we'll see here. And uh, we'll look at Emperor Palpatine. He's eight points. Eight points for thirteen health. Um, a little bit slow. He's three speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lack defense. Shuffles along. Shuffles along. But he has a lot of powers that are not range dependent. It's he's he a does, support character. He's a support character. Yeah, he has a, a tough like red green melee attack or melee attack. But you know, and he has an inherent pierce three because well, he doesn't have a lightsaber, but he's whatever his special abilities, his power, I guess, is just pierce three and search for plus one wound. That's not huge, but like emperor. Once during your activation, you may choose another figure within four spaces. That figure interrupts to perform an attack. So you just, yeah, I can, yeah, just choose another figure and they attack. Doesn't even have to have line of sight. So, so would you spend? Well, let's let's get through his card. Yeah, let's get through I'm, his card. I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking already ahead to list. Yeah. but let's um, tempt at the start of your activation. The figure of your choice suffers plus suffers a wound, but gains plus one damage. And then last is activate for force lightning. Choose a figure within four spaces and line of sight. That figure suffers three wounds and becomes weakened. Each figure adjacent to that figure suffers a wound. So a better force lightning than the command card that exists in, inherently. Um, so yeah, he is a very support. He's like he's kind of a Java issue that he can affect things on the map regardless of where he is. A little more couple, expensive because he's got no, like he's not spending victory points or anything he's not to get yeah, his abilities. Exactly, he's a little bit more expensive, and you can also take more, a bit more of a beating with thirteen health. Where Jabba has what eight? Like, ten. I be ten. Ten. Okay, a little bit more of a beating, but um, and a little bit faster. <laughs> <laughs> one one space faster. He's, he's 33% faster. Um. <laughs> but so this is what I'm thinking. It's, you put him with Vader, yeah. keep him behind Vader, and even say Maul. There's like 29 points of your yeah. command deck. Yeah. But it, with him being able to tell Vader to attack, yeah. Vader getting two attacks per round even if one is weaker, mm -hmm. and then Maul to complement them with force user cards and stuff. That's... That's a pretty beefy, mm -hmm. like a lot of health and a lot of pierce three and damage that you can deal right. out. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure it isn't like competitive, but it might be fun. It'd be interesting to it's try. Fun to try it Absolutely. and see what happens. Yeah, yeah that's, that's something that the Empire is really lacking is force users. They have just Vader and now him. And that's it, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, that's all they. Oh have. no, the Grand Inquisitor. Oh yeah, I forget, I forget, forget about, him. about the Grand Inquisitor. But then he'd be, you wouldn't be able to take all. Yep, you could. How, how many points is he? He's like. He's nine. Is he only nine? I think so. Mm, maybe. So you're looking at 38 points for all four of them. Yeah. But that's with just, temporary alliance. Just to clarify there, he's 50% faster. 50%, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not 30%, 50%. You're right. Jabba is, is 33% slower. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't want. I don't want Kids at home thinking that we don't know our, math. Yeah, our math's bad. Our math's so good. Yeah, nine points for the Grand Inquisitor. <laughs> so yeah, to get all those Force users, you're looking. But at then you 38. have four activations. Uh, you, you still have two eight. points, I guess. Oh. You, you all take Zelo maybe, and yeah, yeah, one of those higher end command cards maybe that like unshakable. Oh yeah, yeah. it would be usable maybe. for all of them for someone who's for like a, for a high point person. Yeah, you couldn't use it on Vader though because you have Vader with his. 
negative five point card. It depends. Is unshakable an attachment or a, a tap to use for a person? I think it's an attachment. Um, I'll double check though. Well, yeah, that's one of the problems I have with them fixing the cards the way they are with attachments. They can't is have it attachments. takes away attachment. Actually, no. Uh, unshakable is a skirmish upgrade. Yeah, it's not I thought it was just an upgrade. So it could be used for anybody whose time points are greater, which is the whole list except for Maul. Oh, well, Palpatine's only eight. it's nine points. I thought it was less. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I guess it would only be Grand Inquisitor and Vader. Who Vader. Yeah, not so useful. It's yeah. probably two points, too. It's only one. Oh, okay. So it's oh, not so bad. bad. Yeah. This guards a harmful condition and suffers a strain. What? Yeah. Let me figure if the figure costs nine or greater. That figure... You suffer a strain to get rid of the condition. I guess. So if you're stunned, nah. you're, you're uh, yeah, taking it, a wound. It's good for getting rid of a stun on somebody who is really needs to get up close. Yeah. But then they have to suffer a, a strain to do it. Oh, it's not so bad. But there's not enough stun in the game to justify it anymore. No, there is, there really isn't. Yeah, it's all about how quickly you can kill something, not delaying its turn. Yeah, no, true. And I still, honestly, even with these coming out, I still don't see anything overtopping the mercenary as they stand. Yeah, not yet. Not no. yet. And there's a lot we haven't even seen yet to go with this heart of the uh, Empire. Yeah. Like, there's a few things that they've sort of um, previewed a little bit when you look at the pictures. Um, I think it's mostly what what are we getting for command cards and... Yeah. The, the, well, there's those... The new heroes, the, they didn't overly impress me. I don't have their picture directly in front of me right now. Right, because uh, there's... Um, Jared Kelvin. Yeah, the droid. Controller. Katun Ferrello, he's the the new rebel character, which is the leader slash trooper. Dracada. 7.9 health, 3 attack, blue, blue, green, 4 speed, black die defense, surge for plus 2 wounds, surge for plus 1 accuracy. Uh, he really deals a lot with these tokens. He's like arms distribution. At the start of your activation, you may choose another friendly figure within 3 spaces. That figure gains plus 1 wound damage or plus one damage token or plus one defense token. Dead He's... precise. When another friendly figure within three spaces spends a power token while attacking, apply minus one dodge to the defense results. And professional. While attacking, you may reroll one attack die. He's expensive for a support. He is kind of expensive for a support guy. And yeah, he and doesn't... his keywords, unless they're giving troopers some better yeah. stuff, the idea of leader trooper together aren't great i mean fen isn't well fen's got other problems obviously but yeah yeah poor poor fen he's probably a little high costed in my opinion to be useful but they give him a three die attack and that's probably where they're getting their point cost from yeah and there's a bunch of things that are going to be coming out like there's a new walker like um I think it's a smaller walker than an ATST, like an ATDT AT or something. DP, I think DP? it is, or something like that. Yeah. Um, There's a new Wookie, so Wookie cards. I yeah, think Drakata. Yeah, new Wookie. The demolitions expert. Yeah. So I'm see, and this is how they can make old units relevant because Wookies weren't ever a horrible unit. They just don't have anything to support them. Yeah. Right. So we'll have to see what this guy does for Wookies. Might make them, and then there's also going to be a couple. They were, they make they make reference to a couple other um, card like card improvements that are going to come out as well. Which we, I think, yeah, we there's assume, two more. Yeah, we assume one's going probably going to be Han, 
and we're not sure about the other one. It could be Boba or Chewbacca. Or Chewbacca, yeah. But if they're keeping you know one per faction, maybe it's going to be Boba. But then they already have one for Boba's in less of a need of a fix than the other two, though. Yeah, like che- Chewbacca could really use a fix. Yeah. Again, any anything that's over ten points that just takes up that much of your force list yeah if it isn't effective and boba fett at 13 points you see people still attempting it not competitively anymore but there was a long time even after it was probably jabba's realm yeah jabba's realm was really the death knell for him and even then people tried to use him with weak ways and stuff but yeah han and chewbacca i just haven't seen since no I saw one guy use him, but he was—he hadn't played in a while, and he just, just did it for fun. fun. Yeah, his smuggler list. Yeah. Which I mean, yeah, using them for fun is great, but yeah. when you're talking about a competitive game, if you're really getting into really competitive, yeah, they're not—they're not really competitive. That's true. So it's going to be interesting to see what actually comes out. Um, Claudite shapeshifter. Yeah, there's a new troop type. Yeah, and it sounds like it's for the Empire, but it's sh- like almost a mercenary sounding unit. Well, it's from from what I can see, it's it's a uh, merc. Is it? Yep. Which I can find a card. Makes sense because well, the first time oh, you see, see reference that background, I yep. see. <clears throat> yeah, good catch. Well, well, the first time you, you sort of catch reference of those guys is hunter spy. That was that's from... like the first mercenary spy, isn't it? Well, might be. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm just thinking that guy was sort of in from the prequel movies. Sort yeah, of. the the guy that was helping Jango that, Fett hunt yeah, Padme. That um, uh, Obi-Wan went looking, went hunt, running after. All, all I can really see here, four points, six health. Uh, everything else is... And then there's a new Stormtrooper riot squad and a new droid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, there's a riot squad, some kind of droid looking guy. And a, and a couple of heroes, Z. which we don't have too much info about. I think that little uh, card there, Drew, was the companion droid to the rebel. What's his name? Uh, Jared something, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think there's yeah, some reference to him having a, a companion droid, B, BBZ or whatever it is. Yeah. So some more little tokens or whatever. Um, yep. Yeah, it, uh, I didn't know that it had a full campaign, so that's going to make it interesting. Yeah, that actually, I think that kind of sweetens the pot. So I'm just curious if it is actually a smaller box expansion, or if it's going to be another. Oh, with the, that one. big droid in there, or the sorry, yeah, not droid, the but the big the walker. walker. <clears throat> I would expect a bigger box. Yeah, so mm. it might be another full size box i don't know but then jabba's realm was pretty tiny and they fit a rancor yeah true yeah it wasn't a small small box but it was it was like the medium sized boxes yeah like well yeah it comes down to how many how many tiles they throw in i think is really the yeah true and i think they show them all in that picture and these come it's not so many new tokens no no yeah i don't think it's going to be like full size box i think it'll maybe be the medium size yeah well, if it's a medium size, then that probably puts it in the Java Realm size. Yeah. 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 So uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't think it'll break the meta up again, but... It I won't be as hopefully, as, as the Mercenary one was. Hopefully yeah. it makes at least like it more competitive for the other sides. At yeah. least. But again, I think it comes down to command cards. 
without the right command cards, no one's going to skew away from the hunter smuggler because there's no there's no incentive to. Yeah, and they do preview like the campaign stuff a little bit here. Like there's Kotun Ferrello's campaign card in here. They do preview um, the one other hero, uh, one of the other heroes, Jer- Jared Kelvin, with Jax. So that's where we see that he has a little buddy. J4X-7, Jax, I guess that's who Jax is. Yeah. Droid Mastery, so that's his, his campaign thing. He's a 10 health, 5 endurance. Not much health, really. No, that's campaign. Yeah. But he, even he's campaign a tech guy. Is a lower is on the lower end. Yeah, nothing... Well, both of these are speed four. Uh, no, he was speed five, wasn't he? Oh, no, no, he's endurance four. Five. He's endurance, endurance five. five. That's it. Because he, he's, like I said, he's support. He's yeah. there to... Yeah, that's true. He's not meant to be running around and... Well, maybe his hero cards, his experience cards give him... That's true. Stuff. Could be. Oh, that's, yeah, that's quite possible. Yeah. And they don't show you the third um, hero, which is that Wookiee. So we'll see what Which is the like. one most people are probably yeah. interested in. Of course. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well... Yeah, keep something to tease us with. That's a exactly right. That's what the, that's closer what to the date. Well, and we'll see if this stuff ever shows up. I, I still Got cannot no get that skirmish map. No, nope, the skirmish map. And well, I was and I've surprised. seen on like uh, uh, Jodo Cast on YouTube, mm-hmm. they they have the map, like the Jabba's Palace map. Or yeah, yeah, we yeah. can't even get the previous yeah. map. Yeah, with a. And the, I think not, those were all available at Worlds. So that's but, why uh, the bar Anchorhead Anchorhead Cantina. Yeah. Thank you. I think those were all available at Worlds. I, that must have been. I, I don't know. Oh, That's, probably. Yeah, I'm thinking they got them through Worlds because ridiculous. Yeah, and <laughs> and I thought I would have. I could have swore that. Well, I would have thought that when the uh, the Jawa and all those um, new add-ons came out, like those um, ally packs came out, that we would have seen that would have come with those. At least the, fir- the Anchorhead Bar, because it was announced at the same time yeah. as those were. So, but nope. We, Still don't even have that one yet. Well, so. and, and how irritating is it to go to a quarter two tournament at this time, <laughs> and the reward is the Royal Guard champion. Royal Guard champion is the main alternate guy. art card. Yeah. Who plays Royal Guard champion? And then Tuskins. And Tuskins were the, where the, uh, card. the everyone got Tuskins. <laughs> <laughs> like the 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 the, 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 um, the acrylic hidden tokens were nice. Uh, yeah, those know. are nice. Yeah, but that—that's essentially it. Like everything else was pretty common stuff. Um, yeah, we had our, our quarter two tournament last last week, and uh, Jeff won. I came in third due to my tiebreakers. Yeah, out of how many people? Uh, uh, seven. Actually, we had seven. That's good. So it was a it was a fairly decent turnout this time. It was yeah. the best turnout we've had in a long time. Uh, one was a brand new kid. Um, he just got it for Christmas, and so he hadn't didn't have a lot of experience. But it, it was it was great. It's, you know, it's a hard environment to learn in. It is a hard environment to learn in. So yeah. hopefully he learned some stuff um, playing. You know, I, I know I played him the first round, um, and then James our friend played James him. played him the second round. And hopefully, you know, we were yeah. Hopefully he's not, him, he's not too demoralized by it. <laughs> and I was trying to give him you know pointers where I could. You know, saying okay, well you know. If you, if you do this, you know, then you can. Don't forget, you have two actions with each guy. Sometimes you got to remember. But also, it's not even the the play. It's inexperience with lists because yeah. he yeah. brought like a rancor with Vader rancor, and Jabba. Vader and Jabba. It, it was a little inefficient because yeah. you're playing with what you want to play, which sounds like it's going to be fun. Yeah. Right. But then, and, but then we also had our friend um, uh, Mike. Um, out there too, who hadn't been around in a while, and he brought a list that he wanted to play for fun, yep. and it was the smuggler list, and it was a nice little list, but it, 
it obviously wasn't it wasn't competitive, but now I got to bring out uh, BT one and Chopper. Yeah, I brought up BT one as the well with mercenary my, list with my jet trooper list, and I really like BT one. And Chopper was I love Chopper. <laughs> I, I can't say enough good things about Chopper. Yeah, he is a great rebel card. Unfortunately, he's going to be played with mercenaries more than rebels. I think. Well, but... especially now the Jabba's. You know, you get a Jabba and you can bring BT one Chopper and. 3PO. 3PO. You know, just just yeah. one, one three-point Jawa. I didn't take Temporary Alliance. I just took a Jawa. Mm-hmm. So I got Jabba instead of Gideon. For He's more points, but yeah. he has more... He gives you points, yeah. and he allows you to attack. And Chopper and 3PO. So I was still focusing two people a turn, like mm-hmm. you would with Gideon and 3PO. But I have BT1 who focuses himself. Yeah, every and every freaking attack hits so hard, yeah. especially because he's got the hunter trade on him, so he can he synergizes, synergizes with the weak ways. And then I had the two elite weak ways, which I mean, everyone knows how good they yeah. are. Yeah. And Chopper, if the opponent wasn't aware <laughs> of what Chopper could do, it was just brutal. I had my second opponent mark. I'm like, you sure you should read Chopper's card? Like, look at Chopper's card and see what he does. Because as soon as you get close to a terminal, he just has to activate his terminal. It does two wounds and a strain to the Mm -hmm. people at the other terminal. And he's like, no, it's okay. He goes to the terminal. I'm like, you're not going to like this. (laughs) (laughs) Chopper runs up and hits him. And he takes the strain. And he got rid of Shyla's command card for it. And then I immediately start the next turn. I get initiative. And I use Chopper, get immediately, and do another two wounds, and it was two a week way. Yeah. So, and then he burned another card, and it was a decent card. I can't remember off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but we're both going like, oh, that's that's that rough. Hurts. Yeah. And then I had my Jawa run in and finish off the week way and took a few hits because he dodged the first one from Shyla, and it just, like, completely <laughs> messed with his brain and it it's funny because it just keeps people away from terminals and command cards it's are so nasty, important because we did a little testing well one test game beforehand because we, we hadn't played with this stuff and and we hadn't played in a while because it's been a few since months february. since we did a skirmish yeah and since we did a regionals cast yeah since we did the regionals one exactly and yeah that you know uh, luckily i had an elite um uh officer officer at the time because he took the hit from the first one bump from chopper but yeah, you just you can't go near the. It's well, I could tell around you can't go near the freaking well, terminal. When we met in the final match at the tournament yeah. on the weekend, I could tell it's like you just you couldn't put your officer at the terminal to nope. get your card. I had a regular right? officer on that one. Yeah, destroy him. Yeah, yeah. And, and then that, and the last just, mission we played was totally not my mission. No, because there's the one patrons on, on it. Anchor patron had. ones and anchored where you have to like interact with the patron, and the, if you get all patrons, it's like twenty points it's worth. Yeah. And he was able to run around and get those patients so quick that I couldn't do, I couldn't stop him. And my guys aren't really meant to like. No, well, you I, were waiting for me to open up. I started in the like, yeah. bottom location. You where the bottom location. I started at the top. top. It's like who's going to open those doors? And first? you opened your door, but I just ran Greedo around my door. Yeah, and you did. It's just it was nasty. That's not for my jet trooper list. That's not the best matchup. Like no. that, that that mission. If it had been the crate mission, I would have had a better chance. Definitely. I, I don't know why I, I could have won, but I would have had a chance at least. That that one, you just got those well, 20 points, you destroyed I my think two backs. I got 30 points just from objectives uh, by 20. the end. Because I got 10 points in the first, yeah. or the second round, and I got 20 points in the end. of Well, I would have well, got 20 points at 20, the end of the third. Because yeah. the most you can get from the objectives is 20. Like If you have all four, oh. they're worth 20. Yeah, no, but you get that every... Nope. 
round, didn't you? No, no, no. It's just oh. that's just how much you have. You're considered to have, oh, and that's okay. the thing with that object, that missions. You can't spend those points. Yeah. So you're considered to have ten points if you have three, and twenty points if you have all four or five or whatever. I think it's four. Um, but then for you know you have that's free twenty points, and then you just have to kill a few things. Well, and I was at fourteen and, points before I even. Yeah. I think I got my first one. Because Jabba's giving me bonus points. Jabba's giving you bonus points. You're, you killed off my... BT-1 my killed off your one Dewback, and then yeah. Chopper came in and finished off the one, yeah. or your Captain Taro. My Captain Taro. So it's just, yeah, you got your points, and yeah, it just, that was a brutal one for me. Command yeah. cards. Command cards. Oh, command cards, like always. Yeah, you always have to have to do... And you had the command cards you needed to, to really take advantage of Hunters, so... Well, Jabba's drawing you an extra one. Yeah. You wouldn't go to a terminal. Yeah. I could go to a terminal, yeah. Well, in that one, Chopper wasn't, like, he couldn't even get to the terminal without being exposed because they're both in really bad spots. True. I, it wasn't that I couldn't go to a terminal. It's that you chose not to because it was, you're trying to get the objectives. Cause... Uh, yeah, because the terminals are in bad locations. Like, yeah. the ones in the middle, I, I think I got a terminal advantage once. When I had BT1 yeah. down there um, yeah. in the middle, he, he got advantage of that terminal once. The other terminal is so far out there that, you know, what am I going to run out there to expose because your your weak ways can hit a... Shoot hit a, across the map. Pretty much. Yeah. It's it's tough, so... Yeah, it's not... It, well, it it's a good sign that there's maps that yeah. don't... Like, there's some lists that are strong but just can't deal with certain maps. Certain, and, certain maps and certain missions. Yeah, yeah definitely. And then, so that, that was our quarter two. Was just, even though seven of us is three rounds, it, it, went, it, it was a, it was still enjoyable. It was a fun day. And then we have our, we're going to be scheduling our the store championship soonish. I'm not sure if it's going to be next month or I'm hoping for next month. It just comes down to scheduling. Which, if the pictures I've seen are true, you get the great prize of a junk droid alternate cart. Like seriously, <laughs> I know. FG, I don't know. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I think there's also an acrylic token for him, or something. Oh, is it an acrylic token? Uh, and there might plus be... a card. Oh, and is I there think. like one of those counter things, or I can't remember. Yes, there's. They're, they're giving I think point counters to top four. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. There's something like that. Yeah. And then the alternate art card they were giving to everybody was unshakable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> no one takes these things. Yeah. So, well, and I think. They also included something that you can only get exclusively at the world's. Um, I want to say it's the Grand Inquisitor alternate art, but oh. it's, it's supposed to be like a. Hmm. It's not meant for prizing. It's like almost a raffle type thing. It can oh, be used okay. how you want, maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. I've seen one store was like enter as a raffle, and another one was saying they were going to give it as a prize. So yeah, I'll have to see. Yeah. I'm and there's some more acrylic. Yeah. Toke. Oh, there's acrylic terminals, I believe. As well. Oh, oh yeah, new terminals. They're red, red. this time. Yeah. yeah, which do look nicer than the the, uh, white. the white acrylic ones we have. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, there we go. Um, I think that's good for our Imperial Assault segment this time around. Um, next time, I'll s- I'm not sure what it's going to be. Um, Drew's going to be off on his trip, but uh, we do have a few things we can do without him. So we'll we'll soldier on until until Drew gets back. <laughs> <laughs> trying trying not to cry. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, but we'll, we'll definitely have some more more things coming out. Um, I, I think this was the the big opportunity for you guys to do time stories. Yeah, because we've been doing time stories. Uh, we, um, Jeff, myself, and our wives, we've been playing time stories. Um, we've played through the first few scenarios, and so we have two more scenarios that. Um, 
we haven't had a chance to play yet, there's the uh, Under the Mask and um, the Expedition one, which I can't remember the full name. But um, so we're going to play through those ones, and then we're going to compare it to Tragedy Looper. So that, that's going to be an episode. May, maybe the next one. Not sure yet. So that, that but there's a good chance. So um, we'll definitely get that episode in, and there's probably going to be. We might be able to get another episode in too before uh, Drew gets back. We'll, we'll see. So it'll be one or two more episodes to come, and then Drew will get back, and we'll start up again with uh, with something new that the three of us can get into. Mm-hmm. And you know, by then, who knows? We'll see what else gets previewed or released or whatever for Imperial Assault, and and go from there. Um, but again, okay, thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to check us out at our various locations. We're on Facebook at Board Now Gaming. We have a website www.boardnowgaming.com. Um, we have a, a guild on BGG, uh, on Board Game Geek. We have a link to that guild on our website. So if you want to go check it out, you can always get the guild link right there. Um, you can try to find it on, on their site. It's a little harder to find guilds. That's why it might be easier just to find the link on our website and go to it straight from there. And then you can interact with us and, and go to the forums where we have our, our episodes. And, and I post all the show notes on there. And you can always reach out to us. But other ways you can reach out to us is through Twitter at BoardNowGaming. Uh, there's a, a contact form on our website. You can always reach out to us there. Um, but until next time, thanks for listening and keep on gaming. Board now. I can see a glass of red wine in your hand I can feel how good it is to feel you where you stand I can see the smile you show turn into a grin I can feel how good it feels inside to let love win I can see a glass of red wine in your hand